Hey there, everybody. It's me, the head of the warrior of the chaos. That's right. I knew I'd be the general once I started these mutations. But we're back here with those Garage Hammer guys on episode 68. Chris, you and David are going to bring you the beginning and then wrap it up with Grant and David talking more about my army, the Warriors. I knew I'd be the general. I just knew it. Welcome to the Garage U Tools. For the next three and a half hours or thereabouts, we're going to do the best we can to keep you entertained, informed, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way, bringing you the best combination of Agents of Chaos, both Demon and Warriors, and a few split personality disorders. I am Chris U. And I'm Abraham Lincoln. Hey, Gettysburg. Be excellent to each other. Excellent to each other. I knew I'd be excellent to everybody. So, are you going from Abraham Lincoln to Alfred Grimm? Oh, is that what that <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Everybody liked Skyland. I had to actually go back and listen. I'm like, really? That's the same thing I did with. The- I knew I'd be the Hierophant once I got my wizard hat. The wizard hat. There you go. <laughs> you know where I got same that voice. from? That's from Escape from New York. You know, I've never seen that movie. What? Kurt Russell. Oh my God! I've never seen it. Oh my! Oh, uh, oh you have homework. I'm dead serious. All right. All right. I mean, it's a, it's I'll a classic it, yeah. John Carpenter movie. The president gets kidnapped. Oh, I know the premise. Okay. I've well, just he's got this. It. He's got this tracer on his arm, so they're following it. And when they get there, they had put it on a bum, like taking it off. So they're beating this guy, and he comes over and he gets the guy and says, "Mr. President." He turns around, and he's like, "That's right." I'm the president. That's the that's I knew voice. I'd be the president once I got this fancy watch. <laughs> and I was just, it's, it's always stuck with me. A little uh, glimpse into the madness of uh, David Whitech. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Although I've been accused now of being having multiple personality disorder all of a sudden in the who's, past week. Who's saying that? The master engineer? No, the master engineer doesn't say anything. You really? guys are saying this. Wait. I've heard the master engineer. He talks. I've heard him. He too. leaves a prompt on the voicemail. He does. He doesn't have any complaints. It's he all talks? you guys. He does. <laughs> you guys don't know theater well enough. That's your problem. There's a difference between theater. Yeah, you know. There's a difference between having a split you personality disorder. There's a difference between having a psychosis and being separate from your character. Oh, is this? Are you being an artiste? It's, it's, is this, see, is this a matter of expression and it, 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 it's, it, uh, finding you, your inner voice? It's like when you're playing a role-playing game. If you get into your role-playing game and you're playing your character, you don't have a split personality. But if you're in your character, you are your character. You're not you anymore. There's a difference. There's a fine line. It's acting. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> you mean John Lovitz? Acting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Subway, eat steak. Thank you. <laughs> Five dollar so, footlongs. There's a there's a frightening insight into my brain. So it's frightening indeed. <laughs> it's scary. I don't want to go back there. Let's not. As always, we need to take a moment to thank our sponsors: Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. Yay! Game Preserve Stores in West Lafayette, Indiana, the gaming capital of the world. Cool Mini or Not's Dark Age, Mirce Miniatures, GuildPainting.com, and Battle Foam, protecting your Army. Is that new mouthwash? <laughs> if you can tell from this far away, it's damn good mouthwash. <laughs> that was like a strength five. That's like breath a breath template. That was <laughs> really. 
I brush my teeth. What are you trying to say? Magical and flaming attacks. If you can smell it from there, then that damn uh, hot sauce I put on the chili for dinner it really did it. What made it armor piercing? Six feet away. Yeah, that was. Uh, he called me smelly. <laughs> he was like sixteen <laughs> feet away. So uh, thank you to our sponsors. Yes. What the hell's going on in this show? <laughs> Keep it together. All right, folks. This is what happens when you get together and you decide about three hours <laughs> earlier. Hey, let's do the show. Okay. Well, you know, it's, I've been out of practice. I was that week so when when Grant graciously filled uh, my seat that yeah. one time. I was first of all, it was the busiest work week of my professional career, and that's saying something because you do work. Re- I mean, I know you work real hard on what well, you it do. Was nights and weekends, and it was nonstop. Yeah, so I, I had to. Like, I've got eighty hours of work to do in the next like four yeah. days. Yeah. I was like, damn. So I had to, you know, pull out all the stops. And on top of that, I got sick. Right, you were sick right before that, weren't you? Uh, right after that. Oh, right after. Yeah. See, you worked yourself so hard, sick. your immune yeah. system dropped, then you got sick. In fact, I got so sick, I lost in two and a half days. I lost ten pounds. So maybe I should jump onto the fat uh, hammer, fat hammer forum. I telling you, mono. Food poisoning. Stomach flu. They're the best diets ever. Uh, that, was, that was a rough time, though. Oh, I bet it was. Ugh, Your so poor toilet. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I was in charge of cleaning that bad boy. So. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting into Skullbro territory <laughs> yeah. here. Oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, okay. Uh, let's see. What else up? Uh, well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank and you. And I'm glad I'm you're back. Glad now, you're back. Obviously, this will be a short one for us because we're going to cover the basics and then jump back into the Part stuff that was already Warriors, recorded. Yes. Uh, but we do have a shout out. Uh, we had a wonderful, uh, really generous donation again from another listener, Ken Mar. And uh, Ken sent us, uh, he basically sent me an email saying he'd made a donation and keep up the good work. And he appreciates it. Now, apparently, he lives in Dawson's Creek, B.C., Canada. I'm assuming B.C. Real is British town? Columbia. Dawson, Dawson's well, it Creek? It says Dawson Creek, not Dawson's. Oh, okay. That's just a creek like Dawson's house. Katie Holmes. And yeah. No, this Joshua is Dawson Jack. Creek, B.C., Canada. I'm assuming B.C. is British, British Columbia. Columbia. Um, and basically, you know, we, we're basically sort of his fix. The nearest GW store is six hours from his house. Ouch. The nearest gaming club is over an hour away. He traveled over eight hours for a two-day tournament recently. Wow. So basically, he said basically, you know, it's podcasts. that it, He's basically listening to podcasts and hobbying is his So con- uh, we're bringing connection. him. Yeah. And um, so he, he would love. So he's helping support the show. And he says he's hoping to either make Wapaka or Bits next year to meet everyone. Great. Uh, and he didn't really have a shout-out. Like, he's like, I don't really want you to say anything. I just want to help the show. But I told him that basically, hey, guys, if we got any listeners in Dawson Creek, B.C., Canada, or near there, uh, send me an email. PM me something. Give me some information so I can get in touch with Ken maybe. You yeah, well, let, network you guys. Let him know where your gaming group yeah. is because, you know, it, it sucks when you – when you like the hobby and you're doing all this stuff and you don't get to get a lot of games in just because of sheer distances. Sure. I, so, I think we're we're blessed in that respect in that there are so many players and tournaments locally. Oh, uh, exactly. Exactly. And so, uh, but I, I just want to thank Ken for a very uh, generous donation. Thank you, Ken. Uh, let's Game see. On. Yeah, no kidding. And then we had uh, we had an update to, uh, to a uh, shout-out from a couple weeks ago. Uh, Tim Post, Tim from Ordo Fanaticus, he was the one that, with the mini hammer. Yeah, and uh, he had he had challenged Brian from the, the stake deployment bet. zone. No, not the stake bet, 
That was John and Brian. This ah. was Tim, who basically said Brian is supposed to come to this, you know, five hundred point thing and get your ogres painted because mm-hmm. Brian is painting seven different armies at the same time all the time. <laughs> if you ever listen to Deployment Zone, this guy's got gamer ADD worse than anybody I know. Never plays any games. It seems like. it seems like he doesn't have every time to get a game well, in. How could you paint seven armies? Because he's always yeah. Because he's you know he flitters around between armies worse than I do apparently. Wow, like painting on the toilet, in the shower, <laughs> while he's eating exactly. <laughs> Um, so he did make his minimum tabletop standard by the deadline, but it wasn't the ogres they told him to finish because apparently mid 500 point ogres or whatever for the tournament, um, or 1000, but whatever the tournament was, the warriors book came out. So he decided to change over and painted up a bunch of warriors for the tournament. So his gamer <laughs> ADD strikes again. Yes. Um, I feel that pull too. And the worst part is he realizes the day before the tournament, he trimmed and primed all the left-handed weapons, and the left-handed shields. Oh. <laughs> so his warriors were double left-handed, apparently. So, But he still made it to Mini Hammer on time. He hey, fixed you everything. call that a mutation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Double lefty army. See, but if you make a double righty army, then if the warriors get bored, they could shake hands with themselves. And that, see... That's something. I thought they'd be fighting each other, but oh, well, that too. But I suppose yeah. they could shake hands. Uh, let's see. And in related news, they had a ten-player, six-game tournament in a single afternoon because it's five hundred points. Yeah. It was fun and silly. He said by the last round, they had a deep striking chaos chariots, frenzied, devastating charge, stupid firebelly who knew heaven's spell, uh, heaven spell and rolled up a comet. Nice. Says if you've never played a five hundred point game or tournament, they highly recommend it. That's Tim from Ordo Fanaticus, and he also says, stay tuned for Mini Hammer 2 Electric Boogaloo. Sounds intriguing. Intriguing. Oh, actually, it says, then he says, I mean Mini Hammer Arena of Blood. I prefer Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I, I Any too. reference to breaking is just awesome. You so. some breaking music. Yep. In fact, we should actually get some uh, shout out music. You're right. We in should. In the vein of you know, hip hop or something. I don't know what the kids are listening to these days, but. <laughs> we can't play half of that on the radio. Well, they play it for me. I don't know. I don't want to be in the penitentiary. Oh, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, my apologies to the guys at the deployment zone. We were discussing. They wanted me to come on and talk to them about something. And we were discussing a date. And I could have sworn I said I, I let them know I couldn't. But apparently something didn't send proper. Mm-hmm. It was the same day Grant and I were recording. Yeah. So I was like, they're like, you ready for tonight? And I was like, what? So... We had to reschedule. I haven't yet, but uh, I felt bad, so I want to apologize to them. And also to Neil Pritchard. Um, he sent me some stuff, and I said from the Tale of Four Gamers podcast, and it's the Tale of Four Geeks podcast. Four Geeks, thank you very much. Yeah, so get it right, yeah, get it, get it right Dave. <laughs> um, but uh, that's about that. Um, you know, Chris, though, we do have voicemail. Tell me about this newfangled contraption. We have voicemail, voicemail folks, at 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Call now. Call now. Feel free to call the voicemail. I have gotten a few calls, a few weird ones. Cranky called and left some bizarre message about Bruce's burritos, and I just it, it, it didn't fit, and then I think I might have accidentally deleted it. So How does that fit in with uh, Rhinox Riders? I don't know. There was no Rhinox mentioned uh. in that call, which is probably why it deserved to get posted up as a voicemail, because it wasn't repetitive. Very cryptic. But, yeah. Huh. <laughs> there must be a trick. Maybe it'll be a series of messages where maybe you can play it backwards or something. Maybe it's Rhinox meat in the burrito. Oh, there you go. I have no idea. 
Uh, but yeah, folks, call up, leave us a voicemail. Um, I think we have one. I think we had one to play. Oh, you know what? We had one to play. I've gotten several this week. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to play them all because I got several of a similar vein. Okay. People offering to raise funds in their local gaming group or to send in money themselves for to buy zombies. Yes. To send zombies to paint. There you go. You know that has a lot of legs and. Whether you like it or not, David, a lot of people are jumping on board for that. Why and, I, and I think at some point, you were considering doing it. I was absolutely considering doing it. But then you put your foot down and you shut the door. I had You to. said absolutely not. Uh, dude. But if, on the one hand, you considered it, okay, and wait. people are coming out of the woodwork to, to support it, and then you shut the door. You... You know what you're doing right now. You know exactly what you're doing. I'm just saying. This is the type of challenge that I my that my OCD would latch on to. Uh, oh, look. They're all here. And, I just, it's, and it becomes that factory. Right. And it's soul-killing, mind-numbing. It's not fun? I'm, I'm going to tell you, when I was doing the 200 and I was doing the big batches of 180 and sitting there doing the washes, yeah. and it was like one coat of color would take like... Five to six hours to yeah. go through, and I would sit there and start and just work for five or six hours. But I think, and by the time it was done, I think it was like so my the jaw was enjoys that. Yeah, it's it's a, it's the a, machine. Yes, the machine enjoys it. But as Grant and Rotor and a couple other smart friends of mine pointed out, you have ten armies that need painting. When will you ever use a thousand zombies? That is the dumbest waste of your time. I agree with them. Okay, but, but see, why? But you know, if you throw a challenge no, at me no. like this, that but I why have to then, say no. Why then, on some level, were you ser- so seriously considering it? There's some part of you deep down inside that wants to do it. You know what why? part of you is that? There, okay, there's two parts. One oh. is I would really like to see the secret agent mission, which was the the, the whole the whole incentive the whole for, this for this. Yes. was he would was that Alex would do the secret agent mission. Part two is. You know, some, you did what? Yeah, I painted a thousand zombies. And paint them to a pretty decent standard because I think my zombies look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's crazy. I would never do It's that whole, I did something no one would ever do, something so amazing. It's like those people. So did, out there. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's not even that it was, it's hard and you couldn't do it, but anyone who's not a complete freaking moron would say no off the bat. Mm-hmm. I am that idiot. <laughs> You know, that's what it is. I'm the guy who oh, take a coven throne, sure. Oh, paint that's a not the same thing. Uh, but if if you if you give me one of these things, that's a, that's a total fluff. Ho- do this. It's a hobby thing. It's it is a total hobby. It thing. Is it's a also total- a community thing because people are volunteering and, their their models. I know people are volunteering. But dude, Conesy sent me two boxes of. Zombies. He's already sent them to you. He gave them to Grant when he was at his house. They're sitting there. I haven't opened them. I feel bad. It's like, I, dude, even if I wanted to paint them, I'm not going to get to them for a long time. If I ever change my mind, if I get through enough armies where I've got stuff enough painted where it's on the board and I don't have a new project waiting, I mean, dude, I'm supposed to paint that orc army for 40K so Brian Steele can teach me how to play. All, all I know is burner. whether you support it or not, in all the different Garage Hammer media outlets, whether it's Twitter, the forums, our Facebook page, Email, people are just volunteering. Out. And let me tell you what, honestly, I'm touched. And I think it's fantastic, and I love you guys. Every single person who has offered to throw in on this, whether it be just to see how stupid I am and if I'll take the bait, or if you just want to be a part of it, or if you just think it's fun, just all the encouragement I've gotten, I, I it really, I appreciate it. But it would be mind-numbing and soul-crushing. And in the end, I'd have about 600 models I'd never use painted. 
when I've still got at least 2,000 in this house that I could use were they painted. That's my that's my whole point. That's my only point. I'm not going to say any more. Because you know you can no, push me I'm to not, do this. No, I, I don't want to push you into something that you think or that you don't want to do. That's it. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say any more. You can't see the looks he's giving me, folks, that you don't <laughs> want to do. Even though I know you want to do it. Because you just you want just to admitted be that it. Guy. Two parts of you want to do it. There are there are some parts of there, there's a sick. How many parts of you don't want to masochistic do it? part of That's me right. that just wants to be there. That wants to be. You did that. Yes, I did. Was it horrible? It was terrible. <laughs> but, but I did, I did it, it. <laughs> exactly. So please, folks, seriously, for my sake, if I ever get to the point where I could undertake this challenge, I promise to let you all know first on this show. But please stop asking me to do this because that's the other. There's the third part is now I've got listeners. Come on, Dave. We want you to do it. We're your fans. We're your listeners. Oh, the guilt trip. Exactly. You guys are all mean. We just suggested it, but you actually took the bait. I think you entertained the idea. That's the the thing. And you started this because you I know. didn't start it. Oh, actually, Alex started we it. We as a group, it just kind of snowballed. Yeah. But see, you know how to push my buttons. You know how to. <laughs> you really do. You, you're like, you, you've caught on quick. We've known each other long enough. You and Christopher, you know exactly what to say. And you're just like, well, Dave, well, I don't. Uh, that's true, Dave. I suppose you couldn't do it. it was, you know, you were just, I was like, oh, you're such a tool. Got to uh, get that machine primed up and ready to go. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay, you know what? We gotta take a break. Yes. Let's do yeah, that. okay. Is your name a killing word? Is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for? If you know what I'm talking about, chances are you're a gamer. What better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in analog games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Clips. They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the Jerk Store and be one of the gaming elite. And visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GamePreserveStores.com or call 765-448-4200. Game Preserve. If you're not shopping here, the only winning move is not to play. Back. Welcome back, you Jews. Skyla. Yeah, it's me. Got Africa. Blood for corn, blood for corn. Red Rock Up! Red Rock Up! Blood for corn! What the hell's wrong with me? Red Rock Up! 
that should be that. Uh, no, there's nothing. There's nothing that you could do that would make that anything other than annoying. So forget it. Well, you could say it repeatedly multiple times. I just did, and it's probably annoying. It is. <laughs> <laughs> just come right out and say it. There you go. Oh, okay. Hey, news and rumors, and news and rumors are brought to you by the Circle City Circuit and Lizard Man Jeff, who hopefully will be on soon to give us a sort of a recap and some details about what's been going on and when the new Circle City Circuit's going to come on. Excellent. I may have to have him on at some like odd hour because of his kids, so that may sure. be a little side thing I record and we just drop in on an episode at some point. Sure. Through the magic of editing. The magic of editing, uh, yes. Okay, um... Okay, here's a little bit of 40K news. Now, I know that most people aren't following it, but, um, you know, they had that Cities of Flame or Galaxy and whatever. They had that one that supplement book similar to Blood in the Badlands that came out. Oh, that really extensive one with all the great right. illustrations with, yeah. and background. Yeah, yeah, very similar like to Blood in the Badlands. Yeah, yeah. It was one of these limited editions. It sold out real quick. Well, then they came out with a new one that was like about a month ago called Death from the Skies. And it's got all the rules from the different white dwarfs compiled and stuff for all the, the stuff about their flyers, including rules on how to use certain flyers with your regular space marine. Now, they put this up as another limited release, and it sold out in like two hours. Wow. How many and, copies? I don't know. But people were like, oh, what the hell? You know, they, they compile all these rules and their stuff in there. Well, I was on there like a couple days ago, and it's like, oh. Death from the Skies is available again. Uh, so like, yeah. they realized, okay, wait a minute. Money to be made. So. Well, I mean, people were pissed. I mean, I, you know, it's like yeah. I was over at UGG listening to people just completely like, what the hell? I have to order it through them. And they sell out like the day it came out. Like seriously, because I found out about it, I think, two days, three days after they announced it. So are you gonna, did you order one? No, I haven't ordered one. Are yet. you going to order one? I might. I don't know. It's funny because you're so like pumped up about it, about well, getting just, one, and then you're like, eh, maybe. I well, know. I mean, it was one of those things where I heard about it and it looked cool, but they had sold out, and it was just it kind of annoyed me. You know what I'm saying? I never so understood I, the the aerial fact uh, factor of that of that game because it's you know re- relatively small table for aerial combat, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I. Dude, I don't know. It seems that way to me, too. I mean, those huh. are pretty damn big models, and they're on those big plastic stands. Right. And they're sort of swooping through, blasting the crap out of stuff, and then flying past, and then they come back on the board again. Right. So it's like they, it's, it's almost like they sweep through the game, and then they're off, and, and then they seem to come back, back again. It, that's what it seems like You need, like, like a me. city block to, like, accurately have enough space for, like, I don't right. know. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I am 40 curious, not 40 competent. I don't know enough about it. So it with a K. I see what you're doing. There. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because orcs <laughs> is the best, <laughs> except warriors. I said, you know, <laughs> down boy. Bread for corn. Okay, so let's see. Well, demons are out. Yes, they're official. You picked up. You picked up your book. Oh yeah, yeah. I went right after uh, right after the tournament. We ran over there, and I, I picked it up okay. along with that uh, Millennium Falcon for X Wing, which is huge. The book or the Falcon? The, the Falcon. The Falcon is big. It looks. It's cool. really. It is a cool thing. What a piece of junk! <laughs> hey, like point five <laughs> fast light speed. But we're a little push for time. So yeah. we'll just get on board. Get out of get here. Get out of here. Uh, we did get our magic cards, and the lures apparently in the are the same. It just has different uh, lore attributes. Lore attributes, which I th- I like that. I do. Uh, I don't mind it at all. Uh, you know. And I don't even feel ripped off buying the cards again. You know, it's got this different picture. It's for that. You know, sure. there's no way to put the two different lore at you. You know, I, I know people are saying, well, if it's the same thing, I'm, get, I'm having to buy it twice. This is dumb. 
You don't know it's making you buy it twice. Uh, that's the thing. You know, exactly. You choose to buy I it. I didn't mind. I picked up a couple of those. I picked up the one for 40K, so I've been keeping up with the cards in case I play. I've got them. And uh, I had to round up to get my free shipping, so I did pick up the plastic uh, Nurgle Herald. Oh, cool. I like it. I like it. Well, I, I like it, too. Let's uh, well, let's talk about some of these things. We, so we've got the Demon's Book, and we'll talk a little bit about that after we cover the models. But just, like, I mean... Real short because sure. obviously we're going to have over it. Yeah, because yeah. we're going to have an in-depth review in about three or four episodes mm-hmm. at some point. So you know, now there's no before point. we get into this. Are you? It's I get the impression that you're going to start playing these bad boys. I was really thinking about it. I, I every 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 time a new book comes out, I want to play sure. the new stuff. Um, I've made it a rule of myself to give it one month and make sure I get past the. Well, because I did it with Warriors. Warriors was so exciting. Now I do have the stuff that I got from. The game preserve that yeah. I want to videotape once I can get around to figuring getting the camera set up. I'll need your help with that. We'll record, open the box. We'll both talk about a what we see. Of the, yeah, the and what's in the box? Because it is a beautiful. What's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? <laughs> um, but we got the uh, warrior's chariot and the slaughter brute. Cool. And I mean, we'll open it up, look at the pieces, show it to people, do a little uh, YouTube thing. Um, and I was all excited to start it, but I said, you know what? I heard demons were coming out. I've already got some demons. I'll wait a month and see what I want to do. And after about a month, it's like, okay. You're going to reassess. And- yeah. And even with this, with the demons, I'm going to give it a month before I go out. I mean, I've got a bunch. I've got a 2,000 points worth of army. I just got to finish building it and paint sure. it. Uh, it's a mix of everything, so it totally won't work with the new book. Well, it could. Yeah. I mean. You, if you, you want to go that way, it yeah, could. If you just want to be a little crazy. Right. Um but I think one of the things that we've realized is that it, it kind of pushes for either a mono god build or a you know a, a mono dominant maybe right you mono know dominant's a good way to put it. Um, so, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna keep just mm-hmm. plugging away at painting. I'm gonna I'm basically I'm just gonna keep playing and painting my VC until Adepticon. So is this the completest in you, kind of getting uh, pushed back and held under control? I I, I think so to yeah. a degree. Okay. I'm not rushing out to buy. You know, a great unclean one or any of those things, right. you know, which I've wanted one for a while. I have a Kairos Fate Weaver. Mm-hmm. I've got some other things. But I, if, if I can wait a month, like I didn't buy the flies and I wanted them because they look cool. They look really cool. Uh, I was going to buy them. I said, you know what? Wait a month because if I decide I don't want to play demons or if I get news that, hey, your dwarves are coming out, I don't want to spend money and buy a bunch of stuff and just keep adding to the shelves back there and sure. not, not using it. So sure. Makes sense. It's, oh, my God. It's almost like acting like an adult. <laughs> So, but uh, I'm thinking about playing them, and, uh, and I, I know you were thinking about playing them a little bit too. Uh, I was, you know, I have to make decisions where, as far as the budget is, uh-huh. con- is concerned, but with high elves on the horizon, I think I'm going to stand fast. Okay, well, I mean, if you're interested in just playing them and trying them out, you can always borrow what I've got. Mm, I think that'd just... be dangerous because if I like them, <laughs> if I play them and I like them, then I'm going to want to buy them. Uh, okay, so I'd rather maybe I'll sell you mine. Then I'd rather beat up on them and <laughs> oh, there beat you go. them. Aha, and gotcha. Yeah. But uh, so let's see. So before we get into the the book and just uh, basic impressions, and as I said, I don't want to spend more than sure. five, ten minutes on it because we're going to do a whole book review. Let's see. The Plague Drones and Nurgle, we both said, I, I think of all the models, they're my favorites of all the new models. I think I'd have to agree. There, I, When you saw the first picture, see, and this is, I, and Grant said it. Grant's like, I don't want to look at the pictures. I don't want to hear the internet. He's like, I'm kind of a you hater with that your, stuff. Your, for yourself. Well, and uh, I mean... I know I've said it before, if not on this show, then I know when I was talking to guys on the Dwellers podcast, you know, um, 
about a year, a little over a year ago, Hell Pit Abomination comes out. We all saw the pictures. We went, what? That is the dumbest model ever. That's terrible. It's stupid. I got one. I built it. It's a cool damn model. I think most people would agree. Uh, yeah, it's got a great presence on the table. Pretty cool model. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. I, I like it, too. Uh, then, a few months later, uh, Ry- uh, not Rhinox Riders. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Cranky. It's working. There you go. Um, the... Um, what you call them has come the out. Mornfang. The Mornfang. And th- the pictures did. They looked terrible. Those pictures looked terrible. They, I mean, we went on this show on and on about how bad they looked. Then you see them in person, they don't look they nearly look as bad. Good. You know, oh, you know, and I remember first seeing them saying, well, you know, the saddle looks a little weird. It's, it was a little weird. One, but as soon as you get used to it, you know, it, it, everybody right, seems to right. like them yeah. now. You see them all over the place. We saw the plague drones. Oh, this is suck. Look at those stupid. They look like Watu from episode one of Star Wars. And uh, yeah, I could. I suppose I could see that, but you know, I don't know. I, I think out of all of them, that, that they're certainly the most controversial. You either love them or you hate them. Yeah. Well, I think the I think the one that's getting the worst is is the next one. But yeah, I like them. If, if you take the little nose off and make them look like flies, they look cool. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, and the, I think they're pretty awesome models. They're the, they're the first one that I actually looked at and said I want to buy those. How do you feel about corn having shooting? I don't have a problem with corn having any sort of weapon because he's. That corn is just a stone killer. That's what he does. Um, blood for the blood god. Whether exactly. it's from close combat or from shooting, well, does it matter? They don't have guns. They've got a cannon. And apparently back in, what, fourth or fifth edition, they had a cannon. So it's not like somebody just made this up and right. said they need a cannon. It's not brand new. They're going back into the old fluff and bringing something in. Mm-hmm. I ain't got a beef with it. I don't if, think I've Let me put either. it this way. If they added a cannon to the old demon list... The way you know when it was at the the, the seventh edition no, yeah, demons, they last thing it, they needed was a cannon. They certainly didn't need it. It though. seems that they've they've toned them down enough where it it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to break the game to give them a cannon. I don't think it's going to break. No, the I don't game. think it will. No, um, but once again, when it becomes your one and only real shooting option, yes, I think you're going to definitely start to see in a lot of lists. But what did you think of the model itself? Uh, I saw Andrea's. At, I did too. Then it was obviously it wasn't painted yet. Sure. Um, I don't mind it. I don't. You know, a lot of people don't like. It looks like a you know like a motorcycle, Souped up or Harley or something. Yeah, it's got. It's, obviously, you can see that weird half flesh, half metal engine yeah. portion on the back, making the wheels turn. You know, I mean, it's it doesn't look that much different than any of the other steampunky sort of, or not even so much steampunk, but the weird, you know. Kind of the juggernaut technology, the, the engine technology stuff, yeah. that you see, even the dwarf and empire engine technology. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit bigger, and it's got skulls and guts attached to it because it's half organic, half metal. How is that thing powered? Just by demons? I'm or assuming, yeah, just by demon power. Souls, of exactly. The dead or yeah. Okay. But you know, actually, the one thing I'd say about the model, it was a lot smaller than I expected it, it to be. Yeah, I agree with you. And it I was think, like chariot sized. Yeah, right? I think partly is because we we all saw the Iron Blaster. And the last yeah. big cannon we saw was the Iron Blaster, and this is a chariot cannon, which is what the Iron Blaster was. Mm-hmm. And the Iron Blaster was like a little place for him to stand and all cannon. It's pretty big. This is all chariot with the you know with, the, swivel with, gun. with, with the super soaker on the right. top. Super soaker. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, it Two was blood not letters with the super soaker. It's, yeah, it's just spraying <laughs> you blood. Pump it gets a pressure. Spraying blood <laughs> for the blood god. So, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't mind it. I'd like to see it painted because I only got to see it, uh, you know, pl- in progress. In, in, yeah, you know, just primed. 
But uh, I got no beef with it. I really don't. I got no beef with most of the stuff in this book. I mean, I guess, and well, it'll come up later, but... You know, obviously, it's no. It's, I don't think this book is going to. You know, demons have sort of. You know, they dominated most of seventh. They dominated. You know, they were still hardcore in eighth. The few times I played them in eighth, I just got stomped by them. Mm. Um, you know, you, you take them down from the top of the pack to maybe somewhere around the middle, even with everybody else in line with the other eighth edition books. Yeah, and then you hand them a cannon. I'm not going to say, "Well, they got a cannon." Uh, you know. They came down several pegs in, so in several areas. Yes. So so you give them a cannon. I can't throw them a bone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the burning chariot of Zeech or the herald of Zeech on a chariot. Uh, Forty bucks as well, and much better without the crappy blue green algae paint job. I would agree with that. Did you see the one with the red flame paint job? You know, I haven't seen it, but I have heard about it. Hold on. Once you paint the flames up to look yeah, like flames is, uh, and smoke, much better. Uh, yeah, much better. I get the impression that this model will look way more impressive in person. Yeah, it's another one of those that everyone went, "Oh my god, it's crap!" I'm like, I want to see this model actually on a table because in, in the demon flush. Exactly, because once it's painted up like this, this model with the red flame with all the smoke looks pretty cool, actually. And if you go with the giant flamer on the back and not the herald, the herald, um, much like the uh, the Tomb King, the um, War Sphinx, and the yeah, yeah. You could the the character model that could ride on it, it can also be just put on a base. Oh, okay. So the Herald, if you use the the Flamer and not the Herald, you got a, a Herald, uh, you know, exalted uh, hero or whatever you call it uh, of Zeech. Yeah, cool. So two models for the price of one. There you go. That's a super deal. And that's basically the three n- new real. I mean, new. Bigger models, the Plague Drone, the Blood Throne, and the Spring Carrot. Herald of Corn and Herald of Slanesh. Now, the Herald of Corn is basically a really big blood letter. I mean, kind of stylized. Uh, yeah, an he, arm raised. A, a little yeah. more movement to him, but he's still basically a, a just a bigger blood letter. Twenty two fifty and fine cast. Then you got Grandma Demonette. Mm-hmm. Uh, she really does kind of look. She does. Uh, this is I, of all of them. This is the one I'm least impressed with. I've never been a big fan of the crab like lobster claw aesthetic that they have in general. You know it. Like why lobster claws? I don't know. The claws themselves don't bother me. You know, the, but they're supposed to look a little alluring, and they've made them a little less alluring. And it's not as so much the claws as the weird demon faces and stuff. Do you think it's um, symptomatic of because historically people have complained that GW has had problems creating. Good-looking female minis. Do you find that to be the case? Like they look manly, or a little bit. I mean, they're kind of thick, right? You know, I, I guess you could. Yeah, I guess because even if, like, when I look back at the uh, when I look on eBay looking for the high elf, like the when you find the Ever Queen and her maidens, all those models were back from the older editions sure, of metal, back, so they're all yeah. thick-handed, chunky, yeah, early nineties. I mean, look at the the Bretonian damsel on the on the Pegasus or something. She's kind of thick mm-hmm. and chunky, and this one does. She looks old. She doesn't look. I mean, she looks old. She looks like a demonette's grandma. The claws have grown bigger. The face is all wrinkly. Maybe some people are into that. Drawn into that. Yeah, okay. I, I wonder if you captured and and killed a demonette uh-huh. and severed those claws and steamed them, got some butter. No, oh, that was anything but to that. I don't know, but if you eat it, you might start sprouting extra limbs and stuff. Could be worth it if it's really good, though. It could be. <laughs> Mix it with some kimchi. <laughs> 
With lobster? I don't know. Oh, hell if I know. I never had it. I never eat You've kimchi. never had it? I had kimchi once a long time ago. You didn't like it. Uh, you know, it wasn't. I mean, maybe I didn't have. I mean, I don't know if I had good kimchi or bad kimchi. <laughs> I don't know how we got the kimchi from Demonettes, but let's go with it. Uh, but any, anytime you say cook something, I bring up kimchi, kimchi with Sam. <laughs> because every time I talk to you about <laughs> eating, it's kimchi. Come on, you put some kimchi and, uh, and uh, White Castle. Yes. <laughs> have you? Oh, that's so and, good. And you're wondering why you got sick. It has nothing. One has nothing to do with the other. All <laughs> right? Look Completely separate incidents. <laughs> We, we've had that meal a couple of times. And it's pretty good? It, oh, it's great. See, and I think I think my thing with kimchi was the way it was initially described to me was, you know, it was stuff that was, you know, basically it's all fermented the, cabbage. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, well, we didn't have refrigeration. So they put it and they would, like, bury it in the ground, the ground. to keep it yeah. cold. And yeah. I'm like, so you take old food and you bury it. And then you dig it up later and eat it. That just sounds wrong. Well, to you me. just have to you have to age it appropriately well, for the right, right amount. I of understand time. it now, but as a, as a twelve year old sure, boy hearing sure. about it, well, we take this food and then it starts to ferment, which usually well, doesn't. Sound, just keep in then, mind then we, all your alcoholic beverages, your cheeses, your true. bread, all of that stuff is made the same way. That's so. true. That's but I'm then say it's, about but that. it's not buried. It's <laughs> not buried, but it is fungus. That's, that's true. Yeah. So, so anyway, anyway, <laughs> back next, to time you, next time you have some really good kimchi, save me a little. Bring some over. I'll try Wait, it next time. We always have some. No, bring me I will some. bring some. Bring me some. You know, we'll have uh, either kimchi castles or spam and kimchi. One of those two meals. Well, we've almost always got spam in the house. If you bring really? kimchi, I'll grab some spam. <laughs> Everyone wins. Yep. Okay. So last one. Uh, Herald of Nurgle. Uh, this one's in plastic, and it's twenty five dollars. So it's a little more expensive than the fine cast. I wonder why. Because you know they're the evil empire. Yeah, this guy looks pretty cool. His entrails hanging out. I was reading the uh, in the White Dwarf about him, and the, they were talking to the designer, and he's got the one thick, stumpy, like sickly, full of flab, gross leg. Yeah. The one spindly leg. If you look where his guts are open and his entrails are poured out on the ground, if you look into that hole, you can see his spine in all the way in the back of the gap. Like all the guts have fallen out. You can see his spine in the back of that hole. Grizzly. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. And then you got the cutesy little nurgling just sitting back on his on the, on the horn. Hey, I'm a nurgling. He's holding the, the severed head. Yep. That's got his eyes and mouth sewn shut. <laughs> yep. It's a. It's a. I just I love the Nurgle world. Stuff. That, I love that, that the we Nurgle stuff. I just do. <laughs> the Nurgle stuff is just so gross. It's just cool. It really is. Yeah, that is cool. So those are the new models, uh, and I'll pretty much give a thumbs up to just about all of them, except, like I said, the Slanesh Grandma I didn't think was all that great. And, uh, you know, the, the once again, I think the Chariot for Zinch needs definitely... Um, yeah, the jury's out on that one. Yeah, at, at the very least, because, like I said, the one in the White Dwarf with the good paint job, I liked. So it's just one of those things where I think it, it definitely needs a, a good paint job and uh, you know a, a good photograph. And if if it can photograph well, with the, then it probably will look pretty good in person. Sure. So that's just my thoughts. So you've had a chance to look at the book uh, just a little bit, right? I did. And so far, what'd you think? Uh, I like it. I, I think they've taken a little bit of a hit in the power department in overall kind of uh, quite a hit. Yeah, uh, tactical reliability. Because you're living and dying on those charts, uh, I think. It's, There's it, a lot of charts. It could be game-winning or game-breaking. All in all, it looks like a lot of fun. And like I said, I don't want to get too into it because, I mean, everybody's been reading it. We are going to do a whole full-on book review. Sure. We'll have these discussions then. All right, so we're actually pushing an hour here, which is no more than what we wanted to do. So why don't we take a break? We'll come back and bring you the toolbox. Brought, Brought to you by the Plug on.
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Chaos Orc Superstore. How y'all doing? How you doing, Skyla? I'm okay. Let's get through this toolbox so we can talk more about my army. You know the one I lead, because once I got all these mutations, everybody worshiped me. I knew I'd be the general. I'm leadership 10. I'm just as good as uh, Archeon. That good, huh? Hey, he's leadership 10. What are you going to do, him or him or that fancy pants? What's his name? What the hell's his name, though? Which one? Who's the fancy pants? Fancy pants? You have to give you some more. Slaneshi. Sigvald. Oh, Sigvald. I, I'm just as good of a leader as Sigvald, and I don't waste my time looking at my reflection. All right, here we go. Uh, the Toolbox, brought to you by Castro Superstore. All right, so you haven't been here in a while, so have you done any reading? Did you get a chance to... I'm st- I'm still reading Galaxy and Flames. Has it started picking up for you it a little bit? It has. Okay. So, I, you know, it's kind of the beginning of the end, so to speak. Right. So it's, it's interesting. And I did listen to this... Um, this podcast recently uh, after Eleanor. Oh, I heard about yeah. that. I heard that's good. Those guys know what they're talking it was about. Very, yeah, it was very, very interesting. The one guy, the, the the bloke from England, very well spoken and you know really knew his stuff. The other guy, I'm not so sure on. That other guy's a dork. I'm kind of listening despite that guy. But yeah. The, well, you know, you got to have one guy who knows what he's talking about, <laughs> and then the other guy is like the comic relief. He's you know. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, you guys did a, a good show. Oh, I, thank I really you. enjoyed it. Thank so, you. I think I'm looking forward to listening to an episode right after I've read a book. Uh huh. You kind of get your thoughts because it's fun to get other people's input. Well, and like you said, book. this was Greg's idea, and and uh, after Eleanor, we've gotten a lot of good responses from I've it. Seen, and yeah. I am I'm really pleased with it. And thank you so much for whipping up a couple of uh, awesome graphics, logos, oh, and yeah. graphics my, for my us. Pleasure, sure. Um, but we've gotten a good response, and it was really fun to do. I mean, seriously, when I mean Greg was here for a week, and I, th- we spent no less than an hour almost every day he was here. Talking, talking about it. About fl- well, part of it is I had questions too because something mm-hmm. would come up and I'm like, what about this? Yeah, and, yeah. and so when he's like, oh, you're gonna don't worry when you <laughs> when you get to this book, you'll hear about that. I'm like, I Patience can't, David. I can't read that fast. <laughs> he's like, well, you better hurry up. How many books are there uh, right now? Twenty four. And how many, is there? Is there projected to be like a the, um, more than twenty four? <laughs> but we don't know how many. No. Okay. Uh, you know they've got to get to Earth sooner or later. They can't just mm-hmm. keep just dallying about sure. but I, you know w- with the way it's making money i'm certain they're in no rush to <laughs> finish stretch it, it out exactly bit, yeah. um but i'm on book 16 so yeah, you're yeah. Getting up there yeah i did finish uh prospero burns nothing like i expected it to be was it good it was good it was it started off uh, confusing uh i have just basically found that that's dan abnett's style hmm. uh, it's just like in the very beginning of uh horus rising yeah we're like, wait, what's what? Right. What is a lot of characters introduced? And he he's like he loves in media race. He loves to just throw you into the middle of things, and you know, you, don't worry, 
It'll all be, become apparent. Yeah, you'll get it later. Um, it was really good, but it was. I mean, Prospero Burns. It's the Space Wolves Unleashed. That's what it says underneath it. Right. When they go after the Thousand Suns, so you get this whole story of the Thousand Suns, and you read all this, and then the Space Wolves come. So you're reading this book expecting it to be them. And that's just a little tiny part at the end of the book. Are those two chapters pitted as like mortal enemies, kind of like Ultramarines versus Tyranids versus? No, uh, it's just that you know. Spoiler alert: that's the whole pr- the Thousand Suns. He basically says, "You guys are going to stop doing magic. The psych, you're you're done. It's done. It's too dangerous." Mm-hmm. He goes, "And if I find out you're doing it, then you're in real trouble." And so Maggie says, "Okay, we'll stop," and doesn't. <laughs> and the Emperor finds out. And basically says, "You're in trouble, Russ. Go wipe them out hmm. because they 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 they're, they're done. They can't they... purge the heretics. Exactly. No. <laughs> so it's it's a really good book. Um, I've just started the next book, Age of Darkness, which is a bunch of short stories. Hmm. I'm only on the second one, partly because I've been doing a lot more hobbying, and we've had two shows I've edited. Put right, out. Sure. I haven't had as much time to read. I have no idea what the hell I'm reading." Why do you say that? I don't get it. They're like short stories, and I thought they were going to be short stories sort of from the point of view of the bad guys or something like this. Well, you're, it looks like you're about a quarter of the way through. Well, it's short stories. Right. So, but what I'm saying is maybe by the end of it, they'll all tie in together somehow. Or I'm hoping so. That or I'm just going to talk to Greg when, before we record uh, before we record um, Horus Rising. Or, okay. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Greg, you need to tell me what the hell I just read. <laughs> In, in the grand scheme, right, it makes right. more sense, but right now I'm confused. Oh. I'm not disliking it. I just don't know what the hell I'm reading. I'll so. read on and see how it goes. Yep. Uh, so how about hobby? How much have you gotten done? Oh, you, I've been on a hobby overdrive. Nice. Yeah, probably not to the extent as you, as you have with you know hundreds of models, but um, let's see. I've uh, completed those two wolf chariots, which I think turned out really good. I posted pictures on the Dude, Garage Hammer forum. They are awesome. Uh, thank you. The, the the fur shading looks. I mean, looks like a real animal fur. It really does. Well, I studied actual pictures to get that right. So I, I really wanted those to look good. And, and that's that's a step that I think a lot of people don't take. Hell, I wouldn't want to do that. But you went. I mean, it's really not that hard though. Just, you just have to but mix just, your paints and have the gradations. Not even the gradations, but where exactly they go, going down to the white by the paws, and how far up the fur it goes, and at what angle. Mm. Damn, they looked really good. Thank you. They, you. And the, you know, and your conversions are kind of subtle too. Like just when you built the little harness for them and added right. the string yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I I saw it in progress. I know how much work you did to sculpt mm-hmm. that and make it, but it's not a huge piece that you added on. But it's a piece that didn't exist. But you made it blend so well with the cart. I think the only danger you have is people not even realizing that you sculpted and converted that. Well. Which is a testament could, to how well you did. It could be, but I think p- those who are familiar with the orig- the actual wolf chariots, well, they, you know, it's very different. Yeah, I, I line them up side by side, and the, the the original wolf chariot looks so small now and right. kind of anticlimactic almost. If I yeah. can say that, yeah, you know, it was just kind of flat, and the wolves are really small. So, and those metal rings you added so you could run the string. Th- the yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's really top notch. The, the work. chariot rigging is. I, I think it really makes the chariot really come to life because it looks like it's a functioning. 
yeah. device then. Yeah, it's not just they're not just hooked up to these things. It's you've got all the gear, right? The, the, like the tack and stuff that the would tack, go with. Yeah, yeah, the rigging. The, I don't know what yeah. you call it, but the, uh, the tack is I know the saddle and stuff you put on horses and all that is? rigging. Okay. But I mean that's not exactly the same thing. But whatever it is, sure, sure. it really it looks nice. Thank you. Uh, the the blades look really good on it and all that stuff. It's just I've got a little rust on there, which I learned I gleaned from the. You know, uh, the, the demon painter in the, the rust meister. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's a great technique, by the way. It, it's so simple. It That's is. the best part. Rust is so easy to do, but it looks so it, real. It, yeah, and I did get a couple after doing the talking about it on uh, Bad Dice Daily. Yeah. People saying, you know, I did that, and I, I did the orange, and as I was, and someone actually said, as I'm dipping it in the brush, I'm going, this is not going to work. This is stupid. Dip, dip, dip. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's me too. I thought that Dude, too. I thought that too. I'm like, well, I'll trust them. It was a G. It was a, when when GW used to actually post those painting guides on their site. I've got a bunch of them printed out somewhere. Yeah, and now they're not on the website anymore. And it's I've got them. And I'm like, wait, that this that this actually is works. Hey, and they know what it, they're talking about. Three colors. That's all it takes, and yeah. it doesn't even have to because it's rust. You, you don't can have to be kind of sloppy with it. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to follow in the lines. It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It just has to be. So w- continuing with the rust, I've applied that to uh, two spear chukkas that I've completed. Nice. Two out of the five in my current list. I'm stripping two more, and one of them is prime. So those are in progress. Well, and the rust, having the orange and the rust, actually matches up with the orange in a lot of your color scheme, That's too. It. So it actually ties ma- together. Nice. Yeah. nice. So, yeah, part of the army color is rust orange. Very good. So, See, uh, that works. Yeah. And the last thing that I'm working on is uh, my 20 Savage Orcs. And I got to tell you, if I never paint an, another Orc again, it'll be too soon. Really? Yeah. Those Savages, as good a model as they are, they take forever to paint. There's so much detail in terms of, like, teeth and, and the musculature and everything. It just, ugh. Yeah. And you do take a lot of time, though, because even in the bone, I mean, you must have a... I mean, I do bone in about That's three it. colors, but you do about seven. And, I, you know, you go it's, in there... It's a lot. Yeah. Between yeah. that and the, the, I have, a, a, I think, about five steps just for the, the orc skin, which is taking right. forever. So I'm kind of taking a break on that, working on the spear chukkas, and I'll circle back. I figure if I could finish the spear chukkas this week, probably this week or next, it'll give me a good month to finish the 20 savages before okay. Adepticon. And are you close to having all of your orcs and goblins painted? No. How much have you got left? If, or, like, what type of stuff do you have left? Like a, a, a tr- my troll horde. I'd like to finish that. Okay. The Arachnorok. Okay. Um, but not a lot of orcs and or goblins. It's sort of the... A lot of goblins. Oh, I'm done with goblins. Okay. I think orcs for the most part. You know, the, the standard orc... The sword and board orc, right? Not the not the savages. I have tons of those that were painted way back. Uh huh. They just never see the table because it's all savages. True. Unless you decided to play some huge point game, which I could, and which we will likely do at some point. Yeah, that so. would be fun because I, like I said, if I if I if, once I get everything built and painted, if I did that, mm-hmm. I could field about ten k of VC. We could just play oh, like jeez, a- that'd be crazy. <laughs> I'd be down for that. I mean, but I would have to like. First of all, I would have to almost max out on characters sure. to do it. But, yeah, I mean, and that's basically, I just add up. If, and That would be one of those things where I threw every zombie, every skeleton, every ghoul on the table, not holding anything to grow. Right. Just put it all out there, and if it starts to die, I could regrow it if I need to. But it, just throwing everything out on the table, I could probably put almost 10K on the table. A thousand of which could be Zomblars. <laughs> 
But yeah, I have a. <laughs> well, that would be three thousand. I can. There you go. Uh, right now, I can field about six hundred and sixty points worth. Not three thousand points because I don't have a thousand. But uh, something built. Not through maybe. any lack of you trying to get me to do it. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, it's a couple of characters that I have unpainted, but the vast majority of stuff, I think I'm maxed out of war machines. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's uh, about it for me. So I think I'm in good shape for Adapticon. Cool. Getting there. Um, if I go with the list that we did at the last week's primer, which I want to pick your brain on, maybe we, you know, we'll save that for the for primer next episode. We'll talk about the primer review next episode. Yeah. Um, if I do that, then I've got to paint up my horde of Graveguard, and that's it. Oh, and then i got to work on the display board, because I'd really like to have a decent display board, because mine is shite. But um, yours is good, but I, well, mine is a brown is board. Functional. Yeah, mine is functional. It's functional. I would like to. Well, last year at Gen Con, I bought all those molds to make the little uh, the uh, bricks, the yeah. press molds. Yeah, yeah, I, not the press molds. I brought those actual rubber molds, the really fancy ones oh, that you yeah, could yeah, make. Yeah. The, is that the, Hearst? Hearst. That yeah, yeah. Okay. And I bought the Gothic stuff so I could make like the, all the tiles. Brick so I could, by, literally brick by brick. Yeah, I could just lay it all out. I could make the little gargoyle water fountain and stuff and. Uh, that's sort of that's that's like the little side project. That might be if I, I won't get it done for Adepticon, but I might make that a summer project just to sit. That'd be cool. Well, because once I'll have time to be at home, I can sit there and make the board and sit there and just start mass producing. Right. With the plaster, making all those little plaster tiles. It, that does sound like a fun project. You'd have to come up with like like a blueprints and a plan and a sketch. Exactly. To, to put and it together. I had a sketch of a cool graveyard I wanted to do, and yeah. I was going to just use. In fact, that's what I might do for Adepticon because I have two of the gardens of more. Mm. Uh, one that oh, I, nice. I have one just to use for parts for the display board and one that I'd like to put together for just terrain, terrain or parts. Sure. And so I may just use that for the display board. Hmm. But uh, I looked at that and said, well, there's not certain things that I wanted that doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And so with this her stuff, I can kind of build my own, which might be really cool. And that'll get you extra points for your That's a, tournaments because yeah. I'm not just taking – GW bits and sticking them on a board. I'm actually building my own building board. From scratch. So yeah. that might be that. Um, well, for my hobby, I finished all 75 of the skeletons. Uh, nice. I mean, to the point where I am content they are done. Um, I went with like four colors and a, and a dip. I mm-hmm. brush on my dip, my varnish. Okay. Um, and then I dull coated it. And it was like basically the same thing with the ghouls. When you looked at it and said, the dull coat blends the colors nicely, and it looks really good, but it's all kind of it, – it also sort of levels out the colors. It's kind of flat. Right. Pulls them kind of together. So I went in and highlighted all the bone, basically went over all of it, and then uh, Grant was over, and I was like, Grant, how do you make – he's like, dude, he's like, just – zip, 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 just this. He goes, it, you, he goes if you're going to sit here and perfectly blend all the highlights and shades in forever. the clothes on the – he's like, on the skeletons, really? He goes, save that for your fancy models. Right. So I did that, and then I went with the bronze and added the darker of the two golds Mm -hmm. just on the top edge, and then I took a lighter green for all the green parts, like on the shields and stuff, just on, like, the top halves, and I didn't fade it perfectly. But it's uh, some highlighting action. Well, it's cool, but you saw, like, when you look at the picture, it's actually, it's it's not just a lighter paint. It's, uh, when you light it, when I even lit it evenly... The top is catching a bit of a glow, and the bottom. So you can tell the difference. So. Yeah, so it actually looks like the top half is really catching some yeah. some light, and there's some lights and some shadows there. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm learning. Once I get them damn Jim Wapple videos with the directional yeah. lighting and stuff, <laughs> I can't wait. I put in my 
Today I sent in the thing for the Kickstarter. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, very nice. I picked my 11 videos, and I emailed Jim, and he said that once Cool Mini or Not's got all of them, because he's doing it through them, mm-hmm. um, they're all going... All of what? All of the orders? Well... Or all the videos? Yeah, because okay. he's doing the videos through them. Right. Uh, once the Kickstarter's sent out, you'll be able to buy them through Cool Mini. Mm. So he's like, yeah, you'll be able to pick up any of the videos you've missed. And he's, act- he's actually, apparently, if this does well enough, he's like... You know, I think he's got like thirty videos that were in the Kickstarter you could choose from. He's got like at least ten or fifteen more. Wow! That like that he could have done, but he just couldn't have gotten it done in the time frame. I see. Okay. So there's a bunch of stuff that's not on there that's in his head. That if these do well, he can make more videos. I for can't him. wait to see one of those videos. Oh, and we're not going to get until August. So it'll be like time. school will be starting when school starts next fall. Right. You and I will be here down here watching it on the big on the big <laughs> geeking TV. out like oh my gosh look at that technique oh I can't wait yeah. I've got the stuff for the uh, hand painted uh, cloaks mm-hmm. the freehand the detail the directional lighting how to paint lava you know Ooh, nice how to paint horses I mean there's a whole bunch of cool stuff in there so might have to strip all my you know, all your stuff and start a yeah you know, army I'll strip again. all of my armies oh. I'll just take everything down to bare plastic again and start <laughs> over because I'm dumb. Uh, yeah, but I got 75 skeletons done. So actually, I got to take pictures of that and put it up on the hobby challenge. Now, some of them were already started, but like I said, for me personally, uh, I only actually needed to do 40 of them mm-hmm. to to count for the 200 points for the hobby challenge. 40 skeletons? Yeah, because oh, okay. they're five points a piece. So for 200 points, and there were 40 that were unpainted. So, but I'm just going to put pictures of the whole 75 up. I, I can't win the hobby challenge. Look, I painted this this year. I'm throwing it up there. Sure. Take a look at it. Well, as as you know, podcasters, we can't right. win the contest. It's right, exactly. just more for motivation. Right, so I'm just doing it to put it out there. So, And, uh, dude, speaking of the contest, a lot of people have joined the forums recently. Quite a few and, have. You know, oh. And uh, wanted to join. So, guys, seriously, we have, it. you know, it's basically similar to the Bad Dice Hobby Challenge, although I think our rules are a little looser. Someone's like, can I do a Kings of War 2,000-point army? Sure. I mean, are you? Let me put it this way. Are you going to paint 2,000 points worth of army? Yes. Then I don't care what. I mean, someone will, is it, can I can I do a 40K army on here? Yeah. Sure. Are you going to paint 2,000 points worth of it? Yes. Paint it. It's garage hammer. Does it so. have to be a literal legal list of what I painted? Mine's not. I'm not painting 2,000 points of legal list. I'm painting 2,000 more points of VC to add to my existing VC. Mm-hmm. Am I painting 2,000 points of stuff this year? Guarantee it. That's all I care about. Yeah, mine's you not know, even two thousand points. I think I have maybe six hundred points. I'll that, eventually, hopefully, get up to two thousand, but we'll see. Right, but I mean, you've only planned this, and when you get yeah. that done, I mean, if 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 in three months High Elves comes out, yeah, you're going to be buying and painting that. But will you have two thousand points of painted stuff over the course here? Sure, sure. Someone else said they only go to thousand point tournaments. Could they do two thousand point lists? Yeah, two different armies. Yes, paint two thousand points and just put it up. I don't care. Just yeah, just participate. Get in there. Exactly. Show us some pictures. That's that's all I want to see. Because uh, dude, I steal ideas left and right from people. Uh, as do I. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the best part of it. How do you do this? Oh, this is how I do this. You know, I'm not. You know, that's why. That's you know. How do you do your ethereals? I've sent so many people like a little mm-hmm. quick guide on how to do that. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that I worked for me, and if it works for you, great. Get it out there. I'm not. You know, there's nothing. You know, whatever. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, and I'm continuing with my hobby 2013 diary, which I have that I've been writing down what I do in the hobby every ah, day. Okay. Wow. And I mean, it's just, it's a quick little what I do. I mean, you know, Saturday played in the tournament Friday, no hobby. 
I, mm. I put all the stuff in the boxes and relax, get ready for tournament. There are days where it says no hobby. So do you go back and refer to, like, yeah. what did I do on this day? Well, that's how I know what I did for when oh, we say what I did see. I do. Okay. And I'm keeping track. And it's also, I think at the end of the year when I look back, I'll be like, wow, look what I did a little every day. I have gotten more stuff done in the past month than in the previous nine, I think. Jeez. Not inclu- I mean, I built a lot of models. Like, when I bought them, I built them. But I just, after bits, I don't think I put a brush to a model after bits except for doing some priming with the airbrush of the wow. stuff I built. I just didn't have it in me to paint. And I didn't want to sit down and, because I would always sit down and do marathon. I mean, it was, I was doing sure, marathon, marathon painting, sessions, so, machine yeah. stuff, doing yeah. 200 zombies. This whole idea of, I'm going to sit down here with Harrison while we're watching Castle and paint for an hour. Just do something and log it. Yeah, yeah. You know, a, little more, mean, a little bit more casual. I mean, there's days where the, the hobby says edit episode 67. Mm. That was my hobby for the day because I was, you know, I was I doing guess that. counts. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, maybe it wasn't painting models, but that's Warhammer why, related. Why uh, wasn't I painting models right, this day? Right. You know, it wasn't I'd taken a day off. I had to do that. So, so did you say you are going to start a, th- a thread on the hobby challenge start I, I started a thread I just haven't put up any pictures yet because you should definitely start doing that because as that thread continues and you add pictures to it over time uh-huh. that becomes a kind of a digital yeah hobby diary uh, well I'm off tomorrow so I think I'm going to try to take some pictures tomorrow it'll yeah. be nice, nice and bright I open the windows all that white snow will be reflecting right. so it'll be we're expecting bright. 6 to a 12 inches tonight yep so they canceled school so that's I'm going to try to get the pictures up tomorrow cool. so do uh, you have any other um, not too much other. I you know, Walking Dead has premiered again. Like, right. I know you don't watch that show, and I'm wondering why. Okay, here's what it was. I was I have season one sitting up here. Part of it is I have to watch it when I'm alone. Kids can't. No, I'm not letting the kids Empire. watch The Walking Dead. Hell no. Uh, no, seriously, the girls would go bonkers, and I have a feeling Harrison would not handle it very well either. Um, and the fact is. With my schedule, I'm not up that much later than it used to. I sure. Mean, it's okay. Just, so my it's schedule's a, changed. So it's, a, so it's a scheduling thing. It's a scheduling okay. thing. When I get around to it, I'm going to watch the hell out of it. But it's just one of these things where I haven't gotten around I to it. I always wonder. It's right up your alley. You know, oh, it's dead. It's, it's zombies I, that I, walk I, and I don't run. I DVR'd all of them, and then it magically disappeared off the DVR. Oh, that's happened to us before. I don't know what happened, mm. but they were gone. So mm. uh, my brother-in-law had season one, so I said, I'm borrowing this. And he says, don't borrow it for too long. And I said, shut up. <laughs> And so I have his. I should watch it. I'll, maybe I'll try to watch it at some point. Well, you know, whatever. Soon, but but it is, I was wondering why you didn't watch it. But it's nah, just nah, one of those things where I never actually got sure. to, and now I'm. I know there's only like what 25 episodes. I should be able to catch up really Something quick. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you watch the raid yet? Not yet. <laughs> but, uh, I'm. I'm. I want to. It's good. Uh, I did go to see one movie. I went with uh, some friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took me for my birthday, uh, but everyone wanted to go see a horror movie. So they wanted to all go see The Last Exorcism Part 2, and that was a crap sandwich. Now, I'm not complaining. I had a good time with my friends. I was there with friends. Sure. Uh, a, you know, friend, uh, my wife, uh, my wife's one of her best friends her whole life. It's her sister, Sharon. She was with us. My friends, uh, Claudia, and them, they all wanted to go see. So we went. They took me for my birthday. They bought me a pop. We paid for my movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I enjoyed the company. But anybody thinking about going to see The Last Exorcism Part 2, take $10, crumple it up, throw it in a fire. You'll have wasted your money, but you'll have saved your time. All those movies to me just look silly. The paranormal activities and... Some of them are good. Some of them are crap. Stuff. Um, 
I'm I I like a, a good ghost story. Um, everyone's got their own taste. Mm-hmm. This was crap. Hmm. I'll go see a movie. It doesn't have to be great, but if there's some cool, scary parts in it, I've just right. always grown up loving horror movies. So if there's a even if there's a couple of really cool, scary moments, at least there's that something I can take it. from it. You know, well, what was that movie? Um, it came out some years back where it was like a documentary style and Blair Witch Project. Yeah, that's it. Did you like that? That scared the crap out of me. The Did first really? time I saw it. Yeah. I know a lot of people think that movie's stupid. Uh, it's 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 a it's a classic type ghost it's story. Creepy. It's very H.P. Lovecraft in in many ways, without all the tentacles and the weird yeah, stuff. Yeah. But it's like, hey, look, there's this malignant evil right out there in the forest, right outside your home. As long as you don't go there, you're fine. You go in there Let's looking, there. but if you go in there, and lots of people go in there and walk out and they're fine, but every once in a while someone walks in there, mm. crosses the wrong path, and they're never seen again. To me, that's creepy as hell because it's something that's just like right there in your backyard. Right. Uh, and the way they did it with all the weird, you know, just you don't see anything. You just hear the weird it's noises. Just outside of your field of vision or, yeah. Uh, that's, no. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I thought mean, it was well done. I loved it. So, all right. Well, that's it, I think, for the... Other than that, oh, Vikings on the History Channel. You know, that's been getting a lot of uh, talk on the Twitters, but I haven't heard anything about that. I recorded, I watched it yesterday. It just came out. It, Is it literally like, just came out yesterday. It's going to be a short miniseries. It's MGM and uh, History Channel okay. have produced it. Basically, it's a... It's like a mini series. Is about, it like a docudrama? Kinda, yeah. Okay. You know, he's like one guy in the Viking. We should move west. There's nothing to the west. We're only huh. going to go east. And huh. uh, Gabriel Gabriel Byrne is in it. He's oh. like the, the head of the Viking guys. And there's this other dude who's huh. you know. I watched the first part yesterday. It was pretty badass. If is the, that a series? Because I think I've seen docudramas in that vein, like of like feudal Japan and yeah, all these other. Yeah, it's going to be a series. I don't know how many. I don't think it's going to be like seasons upon seasons. Right. Um, but I know there's there's going to be at least a few of them. It's telling a story. I have a feeling it's going to be, you know, four or five, six parts or whatever, and going right. to be done. Right. But it's, the first episode was awesome. Huh. I'll so, check that out. All right. Well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked a lot. An hour and a half. <laughs> so half hour longer than we planned. Uh, we're going to take our break. We're going to come back, uh, Chris. I guess this is it. Yes, we'll move into the Warriors of Chaos review part two with Grant. Yeah, Carter. and that'll be this, what Grant and I recorded, and we recorded everything, including the ending. So I guess we can sign off here. Yes. Um, we'll see you next episode. Absolutely. And um, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about our Adepticon primer and a few other things. Yep. We should try to get Alex on for that one. Yeah, I think that that'll be a good, good one. To me. Yeah. And then, uh, so that's it. We'll be back with uh, the second half of the Warriors of Chaos review. Have fun, guys. Okay. Take care, guys. Hey, Dave, I'm looking for a place to play some Warhammer. Family games, board games? You mean unmatched awards and adventure? Sure. A place with collectible and trading card games, RPGs, unusual gifts? You mean unparalleled offerings and fun? Okay. And it'd be great if they had books, candles, and collectibles, too. Particular presents and playtime? You're looking for unique gifts and games! Okay, but... uh, Located in historic downtown Grays Lake, Illinois... 
UGG caters to gamers of all types. Okay, but miniature games, board games, card games, yeah. Doctor Who, all right, but things supernatural. I understand. It's all here. Okay, but with listen. frequently scheduled events, open gaming, a clean and friendly atmosphere. Okay, stop by UGG or or. Or, Visit them yeah. online at uniquegg.com. You could have just told me about unique gifts and games. Individualized endowments and festivities, essential awards and diversions, one-of-a-kind presents, and happy fun time. All right, that's enough. Okay, we on? Yes, we on. Welcome back to the garage, you tools. I'm a tool and I'm proud. <laughs> hey, tools. Hey. All right, special units. Now, dude, I thought orcs and goblins had a lot of flipping different unit choices. There are nine special unit choices. It is a plethora <laughs> yes, of choices. It is. Uh, Name that movie. I don't know. Plethora. I have no idea. Three Amigos. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that in a long time. I was going to say Father of the Bride. You do not even know what the plethora is. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't remember that? I, oh, my God. I saw that one once. El Guapo. Everybody loved that movie except me, I think. You didn't love that movie? No. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm in the minority. All right, uh, let's take a look. Let's kind of roll around here. Let's look at the stuff that came back and then uh, some of the new things in here. I think that's not a bad idea. Okay, sounds good. Uh, let's start with The Chosen. So The Chosen, I mean, they're chosen. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're good. Uh, I mean, the, the, the points cost, if you look, they, they've almost become... So go over. You've got the old book. In front. Uh, Why don't let's you go see. over points costs versus... Same stats, same initial points. Uh, marks have gone to per model again. So um, let's say you take a unit of 18, six wide, three deep. So then you're going to be paying 36 points for your uh, marks of corn and Nurgle. So, uh, you know, okay. that's a little cheaper. Uh, now, it's two points for Zinch as well. And uh, so that is actually going to... That'll be more expensive. That's going to cost. Well, you more. you're you're not going to see the units of Zinch like you used to. Before it was no. the unit of Zinch with the broken combo with the banner and the you know it was well because now the you, same thing. The War Shrine's not going to give a four plus ward save anymore, right. so you can't get that bonus. So you're not going to see it. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's thirty points for full command again, whereas it was fifty before. It was 20 points for a champion and 20 points for a standard bear. So that's gotten cheaper. Oh, that's good. And uh, let's take see. take a banner up to 50 points. The warriors can only take up to 25 points. Shields have gone up to two points instead of one. Yeah. Hand weapons have gone up to two points instead of one. Great weapons are three points instead of two. Halberds are three points instead of one. So once again... The extra weapon choices have gone up. Um, the uh, the marks have gone to per model, but the the command is twenty points cheaper. 
So what you're spending extra on weapons, you you know, it, you're still going to pay a little bit more. But I don't think you're like I said with the changes in the rules. I don't think you're going to see the chosen uh, go bonkers like like you used to. It's, oh no, they're not going to go bonkers. They're still. I mean, they are tough. Oh, they're, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're, they're tough, nothing. Tough, to, they're tough. nothing to sneeze at. I mean, they've got they've got the two attacks piece initiative five. I mean, they've got the one higher weapon skill. Did it, their stats are all the same? Why do I feel like did their initiative go down one? Hold on, let me look. Were they initial six before? No, five. They were five before? No, dude, their stat line is exactly the same. same. Okay. What's interesting is now they got this rewards of chaos. So you used to always roll on the Eye of the Gods chart and the start with them, but now you roll three D6 and pick which two dice you get, which is cool. Uh, And this is where people were saying, I'm going to take multiple units of five chosen because they're tough. And then rolling that three d six, the odds are good that I get a free demon prince. Oh yeah, well yeah, I would say it's a demon prince. I would say factory. taking that ten put that ten point champion is almost a guaranteed every time now because you got a chance to get a demon prince. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Um, the chosen can arrive as reinforcements apparently if they do not deploy at the beginning of the game but deploy later, such as arriving as reinforcements. Roll as soon as they're placed. No, available. that's just saying if 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 they're you know, if you're playing the dawn attacks. Oh, oh okay, or okay, okay. It's called. Duh, duh. Sorry, I'll cut that. Yeah. No. So, okay, so they're so not much different. Them, yeah. You just roll three dice, and you you pick which dice roll you want. Then you you remove whichever dice you want. Okay. So you can basically pick what you want them to have. So that's better than before, but I would say the chart is not quite as deadly as it used to be. It's it's yeah. It's, uh, it's the only thing mediated. is, what they said is, uh, if you don't have a champion in the unit, then the roll of six or twelve is treated as the eye is open or the eye opens. Okay, right. Which remember the eye is closed, gave you nothing. Now the eye opens, so you get a little something. Otherwise, the result is applied to every model in the unit. Note that result does not apply to any characters that have joined the unit. So, the nice thing with chosen though is all those um, eight of your eleven rolls are stat boosts. And you're rolling three dice and picking one. So if you don't get a free demon prince, yeah, you'd have to roll three ones to get a spawn. So you don't got to worry right? about that. Yeah, I mean the odds are what plus one weapon skill. Oh, they could get plus one ballistic, ballistic skill. skill. But if you're wait, here's the thing: if you're, you're just, rolling, I'm just modeling all of them fact, with one big eyeball. I don't think eyeball. you can roll that because if you all well, no, if you roll two ones and a two, you're going to get ballistic. Because you get roll three dice and you get to pick two. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to roll a pair of ones and a two because you're not going to pick. A two and have a well. Actually, if you didn't have a champion, yep. But why wouldn't you take a champion? Because you want that chance to get a demon prince. So yeah, you might get ballistic skill. But the chances are good that they're going to either be strength five, toughness five. You know, uh, they have cast armor, so they're going to uh, suddenly they go up to freaking, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? A, a three up armor save. So they're still they've still got a lot. A lot going for him. You're Let me just... roll, Harrison. Give me three dice. <laughs> Where, <laughs> where's three dice? I want. I want to see how this works. I just want to. I just want to. All my dice are. Play. Grab the dice cup, Harrison. Just give him three dice. Don't hand him a bag of fifty dice. Here, roll three dice, Harrison. Just roll three dice on the table. What do you got? Five, four, six. Five, four, Five, four six. six. So that's uh, pretty. Pretty decent roll. Oh God, there. that's nine, ten, or eleven. 
Yeah, so you got you've got your choice of plus one strength, you've got your choice of a six up ward, or you got your choice of plus one attack. So it's like, yeah, oh, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm taking uh, for that. I'm probably taking the attack, just me personally. Yeah, I think roll so. Because they're Harrison, already going to be depending on what you armed them with. <laughs> roll another. This three is just too far. We're, just, we're having guys, fun for the now. next half hour. This is all we're going to do. So what do you got go there? Ahead and fast forward. No, I'm just kidding. Four, five, six. Roll that again. My kid rolls this in. This is why Harrison beats me. What do you got? 6 2 2. So you got 4 or 8, basically. So he gets plus 1 toughness or plus 1 initiative. Still. Yeah. I mean, to pick. Yeah. Okay, he's That's rolling good. again. One more time. 6 3 1. So you've got 4 plus 1 toughness or plus seven 1 attack. or 9. So the eye opens, plus 1. Yeah. Dude, this is all good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty darn good being able to choose like that. And as always, luck could be not in your favor, and you could just roll, you know. Well, like I said, the worst thing you do is roll a pair of ones and a two, which can happen. Yep. But still, that's a really low odds of rolling that. So, I don't know. Chosen are good. Once again, their role has changed. You can't – you're not going to – they're not going to be Zinch with a war shrine behind you it. You could take a unit of five. What's the Forsaken? Yeah, that's the same thing as the Forsaken. Uh, or in what's, fact, the, what, what's in the old rules? Could you take a unit of five before? For Chosen? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you could before. Okay. Yeah, they were elites, so they could so be may, a minimum maybe, of five. May, maybe you don't take a gigantic unit. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you start taking some, some smaller units. Can't help units. it. Always got a big unit. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I came, yo! <laughs> I came, I saw, I kicked some ass. All right. Chaos Knights. Okay. You, get, you know, the Chosen, the, the Eye of the Gods role changed, the prices changed. But other than that, the, I, th- I think they fell pretty close to the same role, though. You can still take yeah. them in a nice big block. They can still take command. You can, They're just yeah. juicy. People will be scared when you say, ha, 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 these are my Chosen. You place them down on the table. And you're going to start with that bonus roll. Yep. And if they have a – and they, they the the champion is going to roll on that table again. So the champion's going to get even more bonus if you get him into combat. It's just – Yep. It's nice. It's not bad. Okay, knights. Knights have not changed uh, in their point value or any of their stats. Um, it went from 50 points for a command unit to 30. So you're saving 20 points there. They didn't change in their in their price? They're what? 40 points. Oh. So they cost the they're same. They're more expensive with ensorcelled weapons. Yes. They are more expensive with ensorcelled weapons. Well, but how much was the three mark points of, more? How much was the mark of corn to take it on a unit? Thirty before? points, and so now it's two points now a it's model. Two points a model. So if you're only taking your unit of like five, five so or you're six. Yeah. Okay, you saved twenty for the full command. Yep. You saved another twenty for your mark of corn. You saved twenty if it's mark of Nurgle. You saved ten points if it's Zinch. You save five points if it's Slanesh. Who takes Slanesh? Chaos Knights, whatever. Um, lances, cheapos. Not lances were five points, and now they're only two. now they're only two. Yeah. So basically, if you go with the ensorcelled weapons, which is the way we I know you and I always kitted them out, and I think a lot of people do. Well, it's because of the magical attacks. The magical there's, attacks. There's yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of ethereal chaff. Still, a unit of five with full command went from four fifty. No, four, five of them is 200, 250 plus a mark. 
I don't know. Strength six on the charge is still. I mean, they're they're still strength four afterwards. It's not like they're awful afterwards. Strength right. six in the charge is pretty deadly. Yeah, like but I'd like to piece. get five consistent with the magic attacks. But you're going from a a two hundred and fifty point unit without any marks to a two hundred. 245 for the exact same thing. So basically a unit of five before the marks is five points cheaper, and all the marks are cheaper. Unless I mean, unless you're taking – and you just you can't afford it. This is not – I mean, they're 40 points a model. You're not going to be ta- – it's not like a, a Black Knight bus. You're not taking 15 of these guys. Oh, geez. Nurgle? I'm just thinking about it. Nurgle. And hell, here's the thing. So minus one to hit them, striking back. Think about oh. this. Yeah. If you took a unit of 15, all right, at three points more – that's 45 points more for the weapons. You're saving 20, so it's 25 points more total without the mark, and the marks wind up being a wash. Okay. So you, a, a unit of 15 is only costing you an extra like 25 points if you're getting crazy and you're throwing down a 600-point unit of warriors yep. on, on nights. But most people are taking five, and it's actually cheaper for just yep. for the same yep. goodness. So I got no beef with that. Let's see what else we got that came back. Uh, Chaos Ogres? I love them. I, I love them. I loved them before. And this is the other thing that when I opened the book, I got so excited about. Because I actually, why I started my Ogres is because I had already planned on doing a Warriors of Chaos Ogre-themed army. And that was going to be my... Uh, my Wapaka 2012 army, but then ogres came out, and I'm like, well, then I'll just do ogres. But my ogres are all painted red; they're all corn themed. The banners are corn, so I, I I can now I can play my corn themed army. Okay, here's a couple of differences. Okay, stats are the same. Uh, their kit is the same: heavy armor and a hand weapon. Uh, the champion has the eye of the gods. They still cause fear. They get the ogre charge. Yeah. So they've got the ogre charge from the book, okay? Uh, a command went from 50 down to 30, so that's cheaper. They're two points cheaper a model, so that's a little cheaper. Um, so, great, so Great weapons and additional hand weapons on these guys each went down. So everything's cheaper. And now, instead of paying 30 points for a mark, because you usually take, like, what, five, like maybe six ogres, uh, it's uh, four points for all the marks except Slanesh, which is two. So they actually are paying double for the individual marks. Right. But it's still gone down from 30. What, what about taking a unit of 12? What about taking your big ogre gut star? Um, so 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 no, let's, they can't let's look take at the chaos armor. They could no, use they, 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 yeah. So they got heavy armor. So how much is a how much is an iron gut? An iron gut's forty three points. Okay. So I think that's what it is. I, I think so. Harrison, could you grab the, the ogre, book? ogre book? So uh, an iron Please. gut is forty three points, if I remember correctly. Okay. So this is and they come with great weapons, right? They come with great weapons. Now so you'd have to give them be, the great weapons, so yep. they would be forty one points. 40, 41, and then if you give them, yeah, 40, 41 yeah, points look, for... shine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so 41 points for the same thing, right? Yeah. What are they missing? Four, so so they're cheaper here than in the Ogre book. And then you could give them corn, so at four points a model. Yeah, 43 points. So that makes points. them 45 points apiece. That's two more points a model for the extra attack up front and immune to psychology from the frenzy, so they're not running away. 
I mean, oh, like I, I don't. I guess I personally don't understand how come iron guts are cheaper in the in the and if you've got a champion, they can have. Uh, They've uh, got the eye, eye of the gods for the champion. So how are they cheaper in the warriors book than in? The ogre book. That's weird. <laughs> I have no idea. That, that's, that to me is probably tremendous. because overall you wind up paying more once you add a mark, unless you give them slanesh and then they're yeah, perfectly you, even. You get what it is. You know, you get what's. I mean, an extra so four attacks a piece from you know great weapon ogres in the front row. I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. And he, I mean, even if you do Nurgle, so now you're going to have minus one to hit. So even minus though one to hit, even though their weapon skill three, yeah, a lot you're, of people. But now everyone's hitting them on. No one's hitting them on threes anymore. Yep. People are hitting them on fours, which means it's just a little harder to hit them. And, and it, maybe that I'm thinking it's just with all the other special choices. This is where these guys tend to disappear and, and fall into the woodwork because I, I love them. I, I'm, I'm, I took it in the first game, and I loved him then, and I'll probably take him again. <laughs> because honestly, you know, the dragon ogres look cool, and, and they're I great. To, I want to put down this book and play a game. This is just <laughs> <laughs> But uh, let's talk about dragon ogres then, because they actually, they got cheaper. Their stat line stayed the same. Uh, it's cheaper to give them great weapons, too. Uh, there wasn't it like 12 points apiece before. Well, the champion is 10 points instead of 20. And additional hand weapon was eight points, went to three. They couldn't take halberds before. And the great weapons went down from 12 to eight. So they got cheaper all around. They're exactly the same, just as good. Storm rage, fear, hand weapon, light armor. So they're the same thing, only cheaper. Um, And the models look great. Yeah, they do. My concern is, honestly, for 60 points... Well, to give them great weapons. Well, if you want to give the ogres great weapons, they're 43. So three ogres, you probably get about, well, you can still get four or five. Yeah, three dragon ogres. For the price of three dragon ogres, you can get about five chaos ogres. More attacks, the ogre charge. Yeah. Might be a better choice just to go with the ogres. Well, these have four wounds apiece. Um, These are strength As opposed to the three. So if you give them the great weapons, and then they're the great 68 weapon, Or they're points, base strength 5. Which makes them double the cost. Oh, yeah. Right. So you're, to give them the great weapons, they're literally, you can buy two regular ogres for this. So, the you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, ogres I might be a better, better choice. I like the dragon, the, the, the dragon ogres look great. This is the first choice I've come across that it just seems it might be a little expensive. A little better armor save, so four up. Oh, scaly skin and light armor, up, so it is yeah. a four up, yeah, as opposed to the heavy armor. And they got that storm rage, which what is it? It's like if you attack them with lightning, <laughs> then they get frenzy. Then they yeah. get, it doesn't hurt them. Uh, well, I think they, they have a two up ward save against it. And but then it, the chain lightning, all those lightning attack, the warp lightning, warp lightning cannons, it, you yeah. know, it's just something. It's almost more of a fluff thing now. It's a fluff thing, but you know, they, it, it's 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 uh, there's a few extra things out there that just can't hurt them. They also can't. They can't get a standard bearer, which kind nope. of stinks. They are weapon skill four, so they got a Pippa weapon skill. They're uh, one move faster. I mean, so there you all go. These Chaos ogres. That, there's another thing that you can get a banner with. Yep. Yeah. Another that thing you, you can get can't, a banner with. So. Yeah, I mean, and it depends on how you want to build your army. You can you can throw in some ogres for some fluff. Plus, the ogres are so big 
the 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 options for conversions to make them Nurgle or to make them corn. Your guys always have already have a red tint to their skin the way you yep, painted them. Yep, yeah. So you like could, it, well, they've got if you look at their banners, they've got corn symbols on the banners. So there you go. Yeah. So I mean, dragon ogres aren't bad when we look at them. They're just they're not great. They are some beautiful models, though. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're 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 probably the one of the fluffier choices out of this the the special units, though. Yeah, I would have liked to see them change a little bit more because, kind of like you just pointed out, they're really filling kind of that same. And that's that, that's the one thing about the 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 warriors that they do have a lot of different choices, but a lot of them kind of fill that same role. It's like, okay, this is a great unit for charging up and beating him in the face. Okay, here's another unit that's great for charging up and beating him in the face. You know, it's the only options are, well, this one can stomp, this one can get stomped, this one can... I mean, and that's across the whole army. Oh, true, monstrous beasts, so they've got... That's they've still got stop, stomp. too. Yep, and okay. it's a strength five stop then, so that's definitely yeah, that's, that's nice. definitely good as opposed to strength four stop from the ogres. And the four wounds, the one real benefit of that is, you've, you know, like we talked about when ogres first came out. You're getting these three attacks, and you got to do three wounds before you eliminate any attacks. Now you got to do four, four wounds, wounds before, before you eliminate, eliminate any attacks. attacks. It's only one. I'd still probably like to take double ogres than ogre dragons. Uh, but I've got them. I've got a bunch of the old models. Like I said, I'm, I'm fixing They're up really some good bases. Looking. So, yeah. I can't wait for the second wave of this to come out. Dude, if that dragon ogre Shagath is, if the big one, if he's supposed to be way bigger than these, oh, I can't wait to see what that model looks like. But let's take a look at Chaos Trolls. Yeah, they're just so so exactly the, the same, but no, ten no, points cheaper model. They're not exactly. They lost the uh, the the, the chaosy trolley regen. They've got regen, the regular regen. What's the difference between that? And, oh, mutant regen. If you regen more than once, regen. I think more than once. Two or regens. Twice, you got to roll on the eye of the gods, right? Yep. Okay, so they did lose that. And that was pretty sweet before. I mean, that really True. was pretty. Sweet. Uh, they got um, cheaper. Did you say ten points cheaper a model? Oh well. That's Ten points cheaper it. model, and you can give them now extra hand weapons for three points, which you didn't have that option before. Extra hand weapons for three points? Yeah. So now oh, they go to four, four attacks. Four attacks in the front with strength five. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. That's not bad. You know, that's I like mean, an eye of the gods roll a plus one attack. And once <laughs> again, like you keep pointing out, or you a key point, like you just said, a lot of these are doing the same thing. They're rushing forward and smashing. But, hey, I want to build an all-troll army because I want Thruk. You know what? I like my ogres. I already have an ogre army. You have an ogre army with chaos corn marks that are marked red. I want to use these guys. My my chaos warriors like trolls. My chaos warriors like like uh, ogres. My chaos warriors like, you know, chariots. I can walk up to five different tables and play five completely different armies. And they're all going to do the same basic smashing face. But it's the flavor. Yeah, it could be. It, it'll be a little bit different. They all it's, are, are yeah, a little it, different. It, it's, and you know what's cool about this is, it's going to fit your play style. You know, I like trolls. I like the vomit. I like the region. Really, I just like my ogres. I like to run. Gosh, so, how many points for for a nice beefy unit of eight chaos trolls with the extra um, hand weapons? The extra hand weapons. Thirty eight times eight. Eight times eight. Sixty four. Three hundred and four points. Three hundred and four points. Yeah. God, that's great. Yeah, 24 and then another 64. So, yeah, 308 points for eight big trolls. 
That would be what? You said four attacks in the front and three in the back, so that's 12 and 9. 21 attacks. Or with the amount of Straight armor five. The, the amount of armor that's out there right now, you get a, a you know, that's eight troll vomits on <laughs> you. I mean, that's that's great. I mean, three wounds apiece, so it's, it's 24 wounds in that unit. I mean, that that's pretty good. Okay. Pop, pop a character nearby. I mean, you've yeah. got they've got stupidity, so you ha- you have to have them near your general. But yeah, now uh, the war shrine, lot yeah. different. Oh yeah, quite a bit different. And people are hating on this a lot. Uh, let's see, it's ten points cheaper, or no, five points cheaper. Yeah, I want to. Th- there is a lot of hate, and and I wanted to play it tonight. I have not played this yet, but I I need to i want to i don't think it's as bad as nope. what everybody's saying well let's see let's see what it's got here uh it's five points cheaper uh the shrine itself now the shrine you said just have one straight stat line yeah. and it had uh uh now it's five wounds with toughness five it used to be four wounds with toughness six okay that's the shrine Okay. Uh, so less points for more wounds. That's pretty good. Okay. It's still got the four-up armor save. The Shrine Master has two attacks at weapon skill five, initiative five. Um, so he's a warrior. Right. And now the other thing, it just used to have five attacks at weapon skill five, strength four. Now it's two attacks at weapon skill five, strength four. But now you got the Shrine Bearers, those giant ogres pulling it. Their weapon skill three, strength four. Two D, uh, a D six plus two attacks. No, it's initiative two. Oh, that does D6, look like two D six. Yeah, it's yeah. initiative two. D six plus two attacks. So you're getting a minimum of the same five attacks, possibly up to ten attacks. Yeah. Um. So the attacks themselves are not as good because they're not all at weapon skill five. But look, you've got all these. What's favor of the ruin? Let's now let's look through all the special rules for this baby because it's got a bunch. So it's a chariot. It's got an armor save of four plus. Yep. Causes fear. It's got random attacks. Favor the ruinous powers. If a friendly model is within twelve inches of one or more of the cast war shrines, when he rolls in the eye of God's table, he rolls an additional d six and discards a single. So he dice. gets the chosen so he bonus. Gets that chosen bonus. So that's just an automatic <laughs> bubble all the time around this thing, right? That makes when your cho- when your guy gets a roll, he's getting a bonus now. You know, it sounds great, and I was thinking when I first read this how awesome it is. How many rolls are you going to be making on that table, though? I mean, champion. I mean, you're only going to have a couple of characters or monsters across the table from you, so you're only going to have a few opportunities. Except when you're except using when you, its power. When you get the opportunity, damn, that's awesome. Yep, yep. Now, what are the other uh, abilities? Uh, four up ward save. Who so does? It, it does have a four board save from the protection of the dark gods. Okay, a war platform. Unlike other chariots, this has neither swift side nor impact hits. If it has frenzy from the mark of corn or otherwise, the shrine master and the shrine bearers each gain an extra attack. Finally, if it's required to take a dangerous terrain test, its troop type is infantry, so it loses. So it doesn't take. It doesn't take D6 D6 wounds. wounds. It right. takes. Well, its troop type is infantry? Then it shouldn't have to take a dangerous no, terrain test for it's, running through. Its troop type is chariot, but, but if, if it's it required. goes through dangerous terrain, it's treated as infantry. 
Okay, so if it's required, oh, if it's required to take a dangerous terrain test, treason. So you're still taking the test. You still take, but the it's test. only wounded on a one, yep. and it's only one wound. Yep. Who? Okay, good, good. Because damn, now you can just charge this damn thing through a forest. So just sitting on the other side of the forest doesn't save you anymore. Uh huh. Now let's take a look at the giver of glory. This is where people have gotten annoyed because I can't just automatically hand somebody the goods. Well, and it's so. Here's what it is, though. I mean, an eight bounce. You're going to have characters. You're going right? to have um, you know characters that have this eye of the gods role. So whether it's sorcerers, whether it's your BSB, whoever it is, and they're usually probably pretty close together. So they're going to be within twelve inches. I mean, so this is a twenty-four inch span right. around this thing. You got a yeah, a twenty-four so, inch diameter bubble. It's only a power spell four. So if you got one dice left, what the hell? Chuck it. If you got two dice left, chuck it. I, I mean, I would chuck this. If I had this, I'd chuck it every magic phase just to try and get it to go off. And think about that. Every turn up D3. Now, it might be one, might be three. But if you're near enough characters, every turn there's a chance they're rolling and getting another freaking bonus. And before, it was you get you know, one unit gets one bonus. And, then and if, if you, you use keep it that again, bonus, then they lose it. So once you got that four up ward save on your on your chosen, yep. then you just stopped using it. Cool. Whereas here, it's not going to a unit. But once again, this is almost like the Vampire Counts Army, where you've got all these cool things, but it's those warriors, those lords, those characters, that demon prince. He doesn't have the eye of the god, so he does. He's not getting this right. But you're going to be making a bunch of demon princes here. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, I mean, think of how many now. Every turn, if I'm near enough characters, three d six each time, you're bound to at some point during your game make another demon prince, if not two more demon princes. Yeah, I mean that's huge. And all of a sudden they're out of the unit now. The, the here's the rule though. Oh, that's only if you want, because you're probably not rolling three sixes. So. Well, and here's the thing: if you're not rolling three sixes, because a you have to be able to place it, and there's rules for where it can be placed. Yep. And b you have to have the model. Now I know if we're just playing friendly oh, here at I'm, home, I'm, I'm stocking two every time I go. I'm at least stocking two, two extra. Yeah. At least you know, and that they're going to sell. If a you're ton taking of a war shrine, yeah. if you're taking a war shrine, because if you can't, here's the thing: the character goes away. He is taken off the board and replaced. If you can't replace him, that character still goes away. Yeah. So you're losing. But there's a thing. Oh, I don't have any demon. I only brought two demon prince models, and now I'm getting a third. Well, I won't pick the two sixes. I'll pick the six and the one, or the six and the two. I'll take a, a different good bonus. So it's just all sorts of good. I like it, and I like it a hell of a lot better than the old one, where it was just yeah, I was just I was sitting around dishing out to that one unit until I got what I wanted. If you do not have a spare demon prince model, or if it cannot be placed on the board according to the aforementioned restrictions, then no demon prince is placed. Finally, wow. so he is. He's removed no matter what. Even fine, if you don't yes, have finally, the chaos champion is removed as a casualty. If the chaos champion is mounted, his mount is removed from play, unless it is a chariot or a ridden monster. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and here's the best. Sorry, new you models don't have a created. Model. Here, here's the best part. New models created by these results do not have any upgrades or award victory points. So when you kill the damn thing, it's worth bubkis. Right, but. But you do get the victory points automatically for your general or whoever just popped away. What if it's a champion? 
If he's a he's champion, part of nothing. a unit. Yeah, yeah. You don't get points. He's part of a unit, if and I'm general, getting a 200 get and some odd point demon prince that is still got the five up ward save is still going to cause damage, and now I have to deal with, and I get nothing. Yep. I I, I think that the war shrine. I, I almost think it got better because they keep that stuff. <laughs> they, they keep it through the whole game. Yeah. Once you roll it, they keep that. Not, so if you're doing it multiple different times in a game. I'm not disagreeing with you one bit. Not at all. I think that they've gotten a whole bunch of cool stuff going on here. Now, it's not as predictable. It's not as, okay, I'm going to buff this unit. And this unit's going to be nice and strong because it's not a whole unit. I mean, obviously. It's it, just it, the character. Obviously, before it was a force multiplier. Whereas now it's a little bit more specific and character centric, but uh, I think that's okay. This okay. Once again, let's go back to the fluff. If you start reading the fluff, it's all about the heroes. It's all about the you know every chaos marauder wants to become a chaos warrior and get earn his armor. Every guy who earns his armor wants to become a warlord. Every warlord wants to be Archeon. It's right. all about progressing and getting the gifts of the gods. That's the whole. Yeah. That's all their life. And he has really taken this and said, everything you do, your champions are going to get a chance to be. Because seriously, a champion with you know one or two extra buffs is as good as any lord. I mean, he really is. The only thing that isn't on the eye of the God's table is an extra wound, which would have been just made some people cry. Yep. Because I, I, I think I'm correct. There is no, well, ballistical. Toughness, weapon skill, initiative, yeah, attack, Yeah, there's no extra wound. No, you don't get an extra wound. And, you know, I mean, you, they could have, let's see, wait, toughness, weapon skill, initiative, attack. That ballistic skill, man, it, that should have been leadership. Oh, Up yeah. Up to 10. Leadership or even movement. Uh, you know, if they're in a unit, that wouldn't do you any good either. But uh, I don't know. I'm looking at the, everything else. And you could still give, and you could give this War Shrine marks too. So I mean, you could, I mean, give it the Mark and Nurgle. If it's still only 135 points, and it's minus one to hit in close combat, and it's still weapon skill five. Yep. So, <laughs> or you give it the Mark of Zinch, and now it's got a three up ward. Three up save. ward save, so you could still do that. So it lasts. And Zinch is only ten points, so that's jeez. Yeah. <laughs> this is still good. This is still a good choice. I feel. Yeah, and it didn't specifically say if you gave it Mark of Corn, everybody gets the bonus. So you're getting three extra, at least three extra attacks. Uh, the Shrine one, Master. Two attacks. Yeah. The, the Shrine, Shrine Master, Master and the Shrine Master. And so it goes to D6 plus three, so it's two extra attacks. I mean, I like it. I like, I'd rather face this and see that it can buff a few characters and do some cool stuff than that same old looking for the four-up ward safe. I'm so glad the four-up ward safe dropped off the War Shrine because that was like the one plus. Once you rolled that on something, you didn't ever roll again. And the thing is, if you kill the War Shrine, it kept its bonus. So once you did that, you just took the War Shrine and rolled it off into a corner to try to save the points. Once you rolled yep. that, that, that is true. you know. And now you're not gonna because you can keep doing it. You just keep buffing that every pool. turn. Yeah. Every turn. Here's some more. Here's, Here's some, some more. more. Here's some you're more. just roiding your guys out with this thing. Yeah. And dude, if you can have a more than one, seriously. I mean, if you can get a good spell off where you've got a couple of turns, you roll something good. They've got to try to dispel it. Now you got three or four dice left with yeah. none of them. Okay, be yeah, a bounce spell. Boom. Here you go. Dude, bounce spell. Here you go. Boom. Boom. Now these guys are just. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's making muscles over here. <laughs> I'm a big chaos lord. <laughs> blood for the blood god. Oh. 
So I, I like it. I, I think it's pretty cool. So uh, let's see. We covered Dragon Ogres. We covered Chaos Ogres, Chaos Trolls, War um, Shrine. Unless he gets stupidity, and, and then he becomes the guy in the wizarding hat. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I knew I'd be the higher fan once I got my wizard hat. I got a, I'm gonna bring my. I got a wizard hat at school. One of my kids made a giant found sculpture made out of wire. It looks like a giant scorpion, and it's so big I could put it where all six of the legs just go right around the top of my head. And I put it on my head at school, and the kids irritate me. I tell them it's my wizard hat, and I'm going to control their minds. I bring. I knew I was a hierophant once I got my wizard hat. I knew I was the chaos lord. <laughs> I'm going to take you all on. All right. Uh, three units left, and then we can take another break because we're getting silly Woo. now. Hellstriders. I got nothing to compare this to other than um, they're more expensive than Marauder Horsemen for one extra point of initiative. Okay, so are we talking Hellstriders now? Hellstriders. Okay, so I spent a lot of time looking at these Hellstriders. I wonder, did they change it all from the release, from the extra release? Because I know the 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 Juggers did. I don't think they did. Do you have the little pamphlet anywhere around here? I'm not certain where I put no? it, to okay. be honest right. with you. Well, let's talk about what they are now, because I did some digging under these. So I, I've been... Um, I've been playing with chaff more and more and more. You see that the, a right. lot of the people at the top tables are really the masters of the chaff. And these, uh, I heard that Brian Moyer, I think, brought a bunch of these to Wapaka. Yeah, well, yeah, he had an almost all-cav list. He had Marauders and Hellstriders and stuff like that. I, I think that these are phenomenal. Again, kind of like I said about the Forsaken, this chaff beats your chaff. Okay, so they're coming in, and even the steeds are at initiative five. Right, yeah, everything's okay. initiative five. They move ten, because those things are fast as hell. Yep, so they're faster than your chaff. Uh, they're spear and shield. So you uh, unless re- your chaff is a fiend of Slanesh, you're, it's faster than you. Okay. They, they have, what is it? A, they got so, spears and shields, so they're, they're fast calf, five up with a spear... They cause oh, they fear. come with spears too. Yes, yeah, spears. I, I would always give them the hell scourge, though. I would pay the points to no, give them that the hell scourge. Scourge is where it's just that? just one point per model, so it makes them twenty points apiece. Uh, it gives them always strikes first. So it the gives first them, round of combat. So it gives them always strikes first in the first round of combat. So, so they're re-rolling with initiative five. Yeah. So there's not a lot of other chaff, with the exception of maybe eagles or fiends of Slanesh that are initiative five. Okay. So you're you're pretty much always, and even those are, I think, are initiative five. So okay, so that's twenty points a model. So you're coming in with your hell scourge instead of your spear. Yep. So you're losing the one point. Of because it's not a it's not a lance, uh-huh. so you're losing the strength four and the charge for the always strikes first. Yep, with the possible reroll. So you're probably hitting because these guys are not going up against tough stuff. I mean, they're they're not. No, no, they're no. here to they're here to clear out the chaff, and they're going to win. I mean, I, they they really are because they've got poison attacks. They've got they're, the mark of Slanesh. They're fierce, so they're well, not going to run away. From only the steeds have poison yep, attacks. Yep, yep. Only the steeds have poison attacks, but they're they are um, the steeds also have armor piercing. So they're poison yep. attacks and armor piercing for the for the steeds. They, armor they have, piercing and oh, and they're demonic attacks. They so they're magic magical attacks, attacks. So they could take out your 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 little spirit. The champion. Uh, and guess what? The champion's got the damned eye of the gods chart. Yeah, yeah. So he could have something cool. It's thirty points for a full command, and then they've got this soul hunter rule. 
So when they're doing what they're good at doing, which is taking out the other people's chaff. Well, here's what's great. Another one. They're fast, Cav, right? So you have you have them supporting in a double attack because it says when they destroy an enemy unit in combat, including catching a fleeing unit. Ah. Uh. So you charge in with your warriors or your other guys. You also charge in with these guys. You roll for them first for the for the uh, when you say yeah, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna pursue with both. But you roll for them first because if they get the if, if they get the rundown, they get the bonus. They get a bonus for the remainder of the game. It depends on the number of units they destroyed. The bonuses are cumulative. So the first unit they run down, they then they get devastating charge, which isn't that plus one attack. Yep. Second one, they become is stubborn. It, is it plus one attack? I don't. Know, I'm not plus sure. One Let me strength. look it up. I, I asked Harrison earlier. Yeah, Harrison don't know. He don't play no more. He just plays his damn Kador. Nothing. Go back to watching Doctor Who. Yeah. So if you if you destroy one unit, you get a devastating charge for the next one. The plus just, one attack on the turn that they charge. Okay. So. It just says the bonus. Let's see. When a unit, they gain that. So devastating charge is plus one attack. Now, is that plus one attack for just the rider or the rider and the mount? I think if it's devastating charge, you you probably get it for both. Okay, so you've gone from What is two, it, plus one attack? Yeah. Oh. Plus one attack on the turn they charge. Oh. So they go from two attacks... One from the rider, one from the mount, to two for the rider, two for the mount. Is that what we're thinking? That's nice. I will have to look that Then up. they run down another. If they can run down another unit, they become stubborn. If, and they're fast, if you can get three turns of this, and this is, you charge these guys in the chaff. You wipe out your opponent's chaff because you've got always strikes first. Then the third unit, they've got a four-up ward save. Yeah. Well, here's here's what I'm thinking, too, is, is that uh, in the first turns, your... Your warriors aren't going to be in combat probably till about turn three because they're a little slower. So you're going to be able to use your magic buffs to buff the combats that these are in. Mm-hmm. If you've got metal magic where you're, you've got that uh, plus one to wound and plus armor piercing, if you're uh, if you're um, uh, you know if you're in combat, you've already got the always strikes first, so you probably hit with a bunch and your plus one to wound now. Or if you get a, I mean, get a mind racer off on these guys and it's. Outstanding strength so, seven. While it may seem like a small battle to win, you want to win that first battle or two, and then they become pretty, pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think they 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 beat your chaff. You get them strategic buffs on there. They'll kill an eagle. They'll kill a, um, uh, you know, they, they they can't get stomped. And you just wipe it out or or run it down. Yeah, and boom. Yeah. Suddenly you've you're you're doing something right, man. And I think it's, it's good. And it's only what I mean, even with some some upgrades, what so twenty points a piece, so five of them is, is only a hundred points. points. If you give them a full command, it's a hundred and thirty. Yep. And and, and, with and fa- five of these might actually be better than that chariot with the mark on it. I with mean the chariot's fast coming in. at twenty inches too. If if you don't have any good chaff to to fight against, just get them the hell out of the way. You yeah, know, get, run. Just save you those to, points. Yeah, move them <laughs> exactly. So they could be a really viable unit, whether or not you like the models. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get something. I'm gonna buy some because I actually like the models. I know a lot of people don't, but I'm I'm gonna get some. Of them I don't myself. just like the because models. Of this, I, love I think them. I, I haven't gotten. Any I was yet. pissed about the model. I think I talked about this, Chris. You, I think. I wanted to see the riders posed differently on it. I might do different riders. I like the steeds. I might, however, get some different riders. I don't know what I'd do if on I do. If I had any different. skill at conversion, 
I would bend him over at the waist. I would move him farther back on the strider if it's possible mm-hmm. and lean him forward over the neck like you're riding one of those little, you know, crotch rocket motorcycles. Okay. Because it's supposed to be fast. So have him, instead of having him sitting up straight, having him leaning down forward like it's moving okay. fast, sitting far farther back and leaning really far in. That would look I cool. I was thinking about maybe do, finding some, some, some chicks. For them, so like some some sort of like Amazon type models or or, having, or something or I mean, what the uh, well the, they the other ones have demonettes on them, but yeah. I, so I probably wouldn't do that, but yeah. maybe even do some witch elves or something like that on there just to make them a little bit different, some some buff chicks instead of buff dudes on them instead of having Conan right, yeah, because yeah. they do seem really big and they're just sitting right on their neck. It just seems hard. They to seem carry. awkward yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. I want something a little more a little more live. So so Hell Striders haven't tried them, but like the potential. This this is all theory hammer. This is all theory hammer right now. But I heard Brian Moyer did really well with. It. I think he got best general there or best. Yeah, he got, got best general. Gerald was overall. So, um, yeah, he got best general. Yep. And and uh, what was it? Uh, Relian played him and said it was his. It was one of his best games. They, yeah. They both they just out there playing each other. You know. Uh, so, so, I mean, to, to use fast cav anyways, you have to be a little bit eloquent. You just can't charge them in. Right. So as long as you've got that little bit of uh, you know eloquent movement. You're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we like that. Let's take a look at the Gorbeast Chariot. <laughs> I love this Gorbeast Chariot. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's 20 points more than the regular Chariot, and its movement is much slower. It's only a six. Right. However, <laughs> the Chariot itself is one more wound, more toughness. The The Charioteer is the same. The Gore Beast is slower, but with a higher weapon skill, a higher strength, a lower initiative, but three attacks as opposed to one. And there's, you know, it's only, it's drawn, wait, drawn by one Gore Beast? Yeah, it's only one Gore Beast. Okay. But so the two Chaos Steeds, which have a lower weapon skill and strength, only get two attacks. So you're getting an extra attack, better weapon skill, better strength. The impact hits. This thing is scythe. It's hitting its strength five. Same strength as the regular chariot, but it's toughness six and got five wounds. You can put a mark on it. It's This thing is nice. Again, so how many points is this if you give it the mark of corn? 140. So 140 points. How many attacks is that with the mark of corn? Uh, if the gore beast gets an extra attack and the charioteers get an extra attack, there's two charioteers that goes to six. That's ten attacks. Ten attacks plus, plus two to seven impact hits. Yeah, so let's say an average of four. four again, so you'll so get 14, 14, 14. Ten attacks and four five hits. Attacks. Yeah. So, yeah. so what's the. What, I'm, I'm comparing this again to that stone horn, which I know some people think that that's a, a fluffy choice, but you get one less wound, definitely less attacks. Oh, you don't get Thunderstomp. So you don't get Thunderstomp, but. Still, but it's a chariot. You get the impact. Is, and this it's, is only yeah. 140 points. It's it's yeah. 110 points less than that. And this, I mean, this is a this is a Mack truck, and I love it. And it's got killing blow. The, oh, that's right. Be, we the, forgot about that. The yeah. Impact hits all have killing blow. The impact hits. That's yeah. This so you get thing. four. You get four. You know, four impact hits or six impact hits. Any sixes year old wound, poof, you're dead. That's just crazy. The impact hits get killing blow. So, yeah, because it's, it's hitting you like a Mack truck. Yeah. 
It's possible. This is this is another kit. I'm I'm excited for your unboxing because I'm going to buy one of these because I heard it. I heard it's a pretty good value because you can, um, you actually get another another dude or two that you can kind of make into your characters. Lots of extra heads. So yeah, yeah. you get the, you you can tool up the the drivers however you want, and you can uh, you'll have the. The steeds There'll draw. be some extra so, yeah. horses. Yeah, that, so that there's a lot of yeah. bits in there. All right, last special unit before the break, the Chimera. Yes, yeah. yes. So everybody's like, oh, this is so great. I'm going to take three of them because they're specials. And they're, I just, I, I think, I, I literally in my book, I, I put a post note in here and it says, meh. Really? <laughs> I, I, I think it's meh. It's a flyer. Yeah. It's got a four-up uh, scaly skin. It causes terror. Uh, let's see. It's got this, uh, in addition to the uh, six attacks it's got at weapon skill four, strength six. Six strength six attacks. You get... Plus D- a thunderstomp. Plus a thunderstomp. Then you're getting uh, D3 additional attacks. Rolls to hit. Roll to hit separately or used. Okay, whatever. Plus one to hit if, uh, well, plus one to hit if they're attacking the rear. So basically, a tail attack gets an extra D three hits with a plus one attack if you charge it in the rear. Um, so it's flying. So that's that is great. That mm-hmm. is great. It is only leadership five. It does cause terror. I, I mean, I, I think in the in the in the hands of a great player. It could, it, it could, it can be very deadly, especially with multiples. If you, especially if you're running kind, kind of uh-huh. the, the flying circus, you've got, um, you know, a lot of things that are targets for cannons and 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 bolt throwers and things like that. But, I mean, to me, it's only initiative two, and only has four wounds. It only toughness five. Scaly skin four plus, but but if you any, trick any it out, that you get it into, you can give it regen. You can give it the strength four flaming breath weapon, and you can give it poison. How much is it to give it regeneration? Fifteen points. Oh, that's not bad. So that's two fifty. Two forty five. Two forty five. And it's got regen and a four up uh, scaly skin. Yeah, that's. And then that flaming breath weapon. So it's in on top of it. You know, you've got. Oh yeah, strength four flaming breath weapon's pretty good. Uh, that's thirty, and then the poisoned attacks. I don't know that you necessarily need that. That's the one you might not need because you're already hitting at strength six. Yeah, so I guess I mean it, the extra forty five makes it two seventy five for this thing for all the strength six toughness five six attacks regen four up armor save and the giant flaming breath weapon at strength four. So you have, I guess it depends on the, 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 the size that you're playing. It's going to be really matchup dependent who you're playing against. But I, guess it's, I, I guess it's good. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a lot of points. Well, just, I think people like the Chimera in general. It's a fun, that's one of those things that, you know, like when you play Storm of Magic, you yeah. know, that's something you like to take. It, it scares people. You know, it causes terror. It can fly. It, you know, people look at that, and you either are you're like, okay, I got to deal with that. And so it's it's an intimidating thing on the field. The regeneration for so that's a four up regen for fifteen points. That's pretty good. That's great. That is pretty good. I don't. There's no time I would not take that. 
Oh, yeah. If you're taking a chimera and you don't pay the 15 points of the reach, Dave, is that a you yawn? Don't I'm yawn? sorry. No, I apologize. Yawning. I apologize. So I like it, but, I mean, do I have the points for it? You've got the War Shrine, which to me the War Shrine still seems like you've got to take it. If you're playing to the fluff, if you're playing to the way the army seems to work, which is giving all these buffs to your characters, giving multiple buffs to your characters. Because if you can give, you know, three or four buffs to that same character, it's like good luck getting the points off of that guy. Yeah, right. So I, I just my question is, especially if you, I know you like the Chaos Ogres, you know I may want to take some of those Hell Striders. I may want to take, I want to take a War Shrine. I may want to take a Chariot. Do I have room for the Chimera in it? Well, so you're you're making a balance list. So if you're balancing your list, I mean, if you've already got two good combat blocks of some sort, don't you know? Don't take the Ogres. Go ahead and take a Chimera. You know, sure. balance your list. Get yeah. uh, something. But but again, I, I think the Chimera with only four wounds. I think it's it's its place is in an army that has multiple cannon targets or you know multiple. Targets for somebody to target with spells. Yep, that that's its place. Yeah. So I mean, once again, nine pretty decent choices. Yeah, they you know, all pretty decent. I mean, some are a little fluffier than others. Are you going to see dragon ogres in the tournaments? Maybe not. But still, there's there, there's a choice in there for every type of player. And that's one of the things I think that appeals with this Warriors army is that whatever your play style is, you can find something in it so far. So, okay, uh, break, and then let's talk about the magic, uh, magical items that you can get. Which, well, there's be, two sets. Short. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be shorter. Okay. Brian Steele, creative director of Dark Age Games and editor-in-chief of Ravage Magazine U.S., wants the Garage Hammer fans to head on over to CoolMiniOrNots.com and find some of the best games and miniature artistry assets the industry has to offer. From professional painting DVDs, art supplies, and a variety of amazing miniatures, from an assortment of different companies, whether you're adding to your own army or starting up a new game like Dark Age, Cool Mini or Not has what you need. you gamers out there, Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea, June 22nd to 23rd, 2013, a two-day Warhammer Fantasy Battle Tournament held just outside of Chicago, Illinois, meet players from around the country, compete with armies of all types, Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea, for information, go to bloodinthesun.com.
We're back, and let's talk chaos mutations and powers. Chaos mutations. So here's a list of mutations and powers that you can buy for your characters. You can only choose it once per army. Um, and a couple of them are actually also magic items, so if you pick them, you're using a magic item slot. I, I say we just pick a couple of these that, that we pull out and talk about rather than kind of giving the whole list. So if somebody has the book, they can read through it. So so maybe pick like two of your favorites. I don't I'll even pick, know what my oh, favorites know, are. Okay. So that's, I was planning on running I've through them. I've got some keys that uh, – oh, you want to do them all? We can just go through them all. That's Yeah, that's how I roll. Okay, you want to start top yeah, down? We'll, we'll try to go through them quickly, though. If they seem bogus, we're not going to sit here and talk about every little nuance of how you can use it. Since, okay. Let's say, all right, Demon Blade. This is, one, this is a magic weapon, 50 points. Random attacks, D6 plus 3, but every to-hit roll of 1 goes against you, and you can never re-roll those 1s. You get up, so you get up to 9 attacks. But if you roll ones, you hit yourself. I don't know if I'm using this. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, it's uh, they've this, had stuff like this before. I never take any of this. Like, you no. can wound yourself. It just doesn't seem worth it. There's, isn't that Arcane's blade basically? Um, his is pretty uh, is is pretty different. I, I'd never take anything like that. Fifty points, you can get yourself an ogre blade or something better. That you know, j- just as good as that. I mean, if you're giving that to a Chaos Lord, I mean, a Chaos Lord's got more attacks than that. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Archaon doubles his attacks up to 10, but a one hits him or a friendly model in base contact. Right. Same concept, though. I, yeah. If I'm hurting myself, forget about it. <laughs> Collar of Corn has still not changed. Yeah. Magic Resistance 3, special rule. It's a, it's a, good, it's a good buy. Yeah. If, if I think it went up in cost from the old book, but that's... Uh, you know, still 45 points because you're going to give that to the Demon of Corn that, that has a five upward save, so it's going to give him a two upward save against, against any spells. Any spells exactly. Shooting. Which is pretty darned useful. I mean, you yeah, can't I, complain about I that. I like this Unholy Strike for 35 points because you have the option, so you could say, you know what, it's kind of like a troll, you know. I'm, I'm going to vomit, and this one I'm going to do an Unholy Strike. So yep. you, you make one attack. And more than likely, you're going to have a good weapon skill. Um, and then if you do it, it's resolved that double the character's strength and has multiple wounds, D3. I mean, even a, even a exalted hero is strength 5. So, yeah. so it's a strength 10, D3 wounds for one attack. It's probably going to hit because your weapon skill 6. Right. Yeah. No, or I'd, 7. Yeah. yeah. I think for an exalted hero. I can't hero. complain, yeah. I mean, what, yeah, that, that, that's killer. All right, so let's see. Yeah, I mean, it, it is 35 points. I, anytime we're going to a single attack, I get nervous. Because if you miss, then this badass guy who's got a bunch of attacks just spent one of his few turns of combat not doing anything. You can put it on a guy with the helm of many eyes so he gets ASF. Yeah. So then you can reroll that if you miss. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. For 35 points, you can figure it out. Uh, the Flaming Breath, the Strength 4 Breath Weapon. 30, 30 points for a Strength 4 Breath Weapon I think is phenomenal. Give it to anybody. Put it put it on somebody, and then you're fighting in a challenge. Oh, yeah. So so you're fighting in a challenge, and you roll you know 2d6 Strength 4 hits against that person in the challenge. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, in the last book, it was 20 points for a Strength 3 with a minus 1 armor save. That was the Steam Breath Weapon. So. That was a Strength 4 with... A minus one armor save and flaming attacks. Yeah. Now, it's not going to work against somebody with a Dragonbane gem, but... Well, 
Yeah, and you know everyone's taking that on their special characters now. But I don't care if I'm doing this; it's a breath weapon. I'm not going after a single character. I'm going to wipe out the unit around him. Let him have the Dragon Bane gem. Yeah. Uh, Chaos Familiar plus one to channeling attempts, and you know an extra spell. That's pretty good. Twenty five points for an arcane yeah, I've, item. I've taken this twice, and it's an it's an amazing item because it's every channeling attempt, so dispel and spell phase, and. And knows an extra spell, yeah, twenty five points. It's it's almost a one plus. Yeah, yeah. If you, you know, the only the only downfall is that it, it it you know is you only take it if you have more than one wizard, wizard because the other one you lose your scroll. scroll. Exactly. Uh, twenty points for five up scaly skin. Eh. Yeah, well, because it stacks with chaos armor. So the you know that 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 gives you an automatic. Oh, so it gives you a, so so even even a, a, even a character up. on foot drops you to a two up. So that's pretty good. Nice. Okay. Um, let's see. Only models with the Mark of Slanesh or Demon of Slanesh, the Allure of Slanesh. Anyone wanting to strike the character? You got to pass leadership test. I think I think the the demons have something like this as well, where you you have to take a leadership test to strike me. It's yeah, failed. you have to take a leadership test if they're in base com- in close combat. Yeah. If you don't have to roll to hit, it doesn't work. So anything that auto hits, okay, you you're okay. Fifteen points, maybe. If you can fit it in, I mean, I could see if I was doing something more Slanesh themed, because the Slanesh units usually have the lower toughness. So this would be nice. It just gives you a chance not to hit. Poisonous slime, five up ward against poison attacks. You get and you get poison and you get attacks. Poison attacks. That's not bad. Whenever this character suffers, so the next one, Acid Icker. Whenever this ca- character suffers an unsaved wound in close combat, the model that inflicted the hit must pass an initiative test or suffer a strength four hit. I mean, Meh. I've, I've Again, seen that's this one before. of the things that in order for that to do something, you got to take a wound, and I don't like that. Exactly. That's like when you're paying because I'm looking for stubborn. The only reason stubborn's good is if you. The only time you need it is if you're losing combat, and if you're taking stuff because you're planning to lose combat, you're not thinking about it right. Burning body. Um, you know, you could give this to. I mean, if you've got a single hero on a horse or something, if you you've got that. Uh, uh, the the A bomb hunter, the the Hydra yep. hunter. You, I kind of like it. The five up ward against flaming isn't all that big a deal. It's the flaming attacks. Yep. For yep. Five, for ten points that you could put on a character, so I don't have to worry about the unit. Or I could put a banner on a unit, but then I can still have that one character on a disc, like you said, or something that can fly. Well, yeah, you you got the one character in the unit that does have the flaming attacks. So if you are fighting a bomb, the 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 warrior characters have a high initiative. So they're going to go first. It first. Then all the other warriors strike against it. So yep, I think that's good. I, that's a really good one. Soul feeder. This uh, is this, my favorite. This, for ten points, this is stupid. For every unsaved wound inflicted, roll a die, and on a six, you get a wound back. So, so a, a demon prince who, because it, it says edit by the character in close combat. So even thunderstop. I mean, yeah. if it's getting if it's getting attacked and wounded once or twice, because a demon prince is probably not anymore with all the saves that you can give it. It's probably not dying in that first round of combat. It might take a wound or two, but it's probably not going to die. I but mean, the, now, the, now you thunderstop too, and you get all these rolls, and you you know you you may get a wound back. Even just that one wound back is going to keep you alive for another round of combat. This is probably. the hunger for vampires, only better. Oh, yeah. Because in the hunger, in a round, if I do any wounds, I get to roll a D6, and if I get 
a six, I get one wound back. But I roll one. So if I kill ten guys because I got red fury and I do all that attack, I still get one chance to yeah, gain my, a wound my, back. My corn Damon Prince, you know, flying in with uh, with five attack, strength seven, and then a strength seven thunder stomp. Yeah, he's doing some. You're moves. gonna roll seven or eight dice. You're gonna get a wound back. It's and if he's got that damned high armor save, good ward save going. It's yeah that that's probably the best that might be the best ten points in the book right there. That's pretty good. Um, third Iazine reroll ward save results of one. one. Can't complain. Nope. Uh-uh. Uh uh. Nurgle's rot start of every magic phase. Every enemy model in base contact takes a strength one hit with no armor saves. So that's just something getting past your armor probably won't hurt you, but might just somebody might you know <laughs> a limb might fall off next to you. Nurgle's rot. It works. Ten points. Ain't no soul feeder. So so here's my question, and I would have to reference the BSB book again. With this hideous visage, I think it might be worth it all the time. To, you think, well, why would I give somebody fear? But with the lack of the reroll panic tests or the, or the lack of, you know, with leadership being an issue, um... Is it? Doesn't it only take one character in the unit to have fear, and then you don't have to take a fear test? So, so I've got a unit of chaos I warriors. Right. I think you're right. I, I got a unit of chaos warriors with one character in it with that causes fear, and then I'm fighting against ogres. If I didn't have that character in it, I have to take a fear test. But I think because that character's in it, I don't think it has to be the majority of models for fear. Uh, so, I don't know. I. And I'm, I'm not certain. Do you want me to look it up, or no? We can look yeah. it up later. Okay. Or, or you know, I'm, I'm you sure you might I'm be sure right. I'm either, well, I mean, and if you're right, yes. Then for five, five points, points, it's a I great think that's thing. What you basically, give that unit fear as long as that character's alive. And if if not, then not. But so those are the mutations and powers. There's a few good things in here. I mean that that uh, soul feeder is a is a definite. Couple other things. Let's take a look at the artifacts. The Hellfire Sword. Flaming attacks, multiple wounds, D3. No armor save. After all, the combat bullets have been struck. Roll a D6 for every foe slain by the Hellfire Sword. On a 6, the slain foe's body explodes and fixing additional D6 strength 4 hits on the enemy unit with the flaming attack special rule. Unsaved wound inflicts away. Count towards a combat result. At the end of each turn, roll a D6. On a 1, you take a wound with no armor saves. You know, I didn't realize how crazy that was. So that's an additional D6 strength 4 hits for each guy that dies so i'm charging in with my chaos lord with you know five six attacks whatever he's got you know frenzy well, yeah for for everyone that killed roll a d6 on a six so if you kill five guys with this you roll five <laughs> dice yeah and every six does another d6 oh it's only on a, okay All only, right, on no, a six. It's only on a six okay never mind i was another, every guy still, you roll a d6 <laughs> and that's got flaming attacks Unsaved wounds count towards combat rest. Then you roll, and now if you get a one, you take a wound with no armor save. But if this guy's got a ward save or something, that's not too bad. 65 points is a lot. Yeah. You're not getting the four-up ward save gem or the four-up ward save armor. You're giving up something to take this. But, damn, if you get a lot of attacks... If the Eye of the Gods keep giving you extra attacks, if you're someone like a Demon Prince who's just wiping crap out left and right, yep. 
this could be pretty awesome. It could be. Again, I, I never take those on the roll of a one. He's going to suffer a wound with no armor saves allowed. Uh, still, that's not as bad as the other one where, you know, it's any, wound, yeah. any hits, you're rolling all these dice in on the hits. But uh, there's only one dice, and on a one, you take a wound. So it's not that terrible. Um you know, again, give it to a demon prince and then give I him might, the soul feeder. I might take so it once to try the, it out. I yeah. might take it once to try it out. Because, seriously, with, yeah, if he's got that soul feeder. So first I don't know. Going, so, okay, so. And it's D3 wounds. Yeah, he's got so the soul feeder. Ogres, so he's taking this. You're going to face oh. ogres. So it's multiple wounds, D3. So against ogres, you're chomping the hell out of the unit. You're doing all these wounds. Because multiple wounds D three against yeah because you wouldn't get to stomp against ogres that's pretty good against if you're going ogres against infantry against infantry the D three doesn't matter yeah but against this so suddenly you can do safe no armor wounds. saves either so there's a lot of armor that's going to be showing up four wounds becomes say ten wounds with the multiple wounds D three because some are twos some might be threes so now you got that with no armor save so now I'm rolling ten dice. And if I roll two sixes, suddenly I got two d six strength, four hits, flint going against him again. Oh, you you take you make that roll on turn one as well. So for his sword, you make it on turn one, make it on turn two, make it on turn three, even if he's not in combat. So no, that kind of sucks. But you get him up there into combat quick, and he's maybe if he's got like you said that soldier. So all those wounds he did, he's rolling to put wounds back as well. Yep. And since they both happen at, at the end of that, well, I'll, you know, I'll roll to see if maybe, I take the Maybe wound. I'll take that in my next game. Try it out. How Give it a try. I... It's, I mean, it's not a, if it was one of them 100-point items they keep throwing in, I'd say not a chance. But for 65, it might be cool. Sort of change. This is just kind of gimmicky. It's, if it's, an it's... enemy character or monster is slain, on a four-up, the model turns into a chaos spawn. Under my control. Under your control. Exactly if he was a chaos champion that had suffered. Okay, well. All right. It doesn't enhance your strength or anything at all, but on a four, okay, so you got to kill a character or a monster, and then on a four up you get a spawn. I, I don't care if I get a spawn. Yeah. I think that's the part of the problem. Yeah. It's you know, <laughs> hey, I mean, yay, free spawn. It's cool, but now the yeah. filth mace was in the old list. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's five points cheaper. Uh, it has let's see, poisoned attacks. Once the wielder's killed an enemy model, he gains terror rule. Now, that was the end of the old one. Now it says, and from the start of the next close combat phase, friend or foe, all subsequent attacks that result in a successful poison attack have multiple wounds Whoa, D3. wow. Cool, cool. So, so the po- only the poisoned ones have multiple wounds D3. Yeah, that's still cool. It's cheaper and it's better. I like the, the filth face before. Phase. I like it better now. The helm of many eyes. Um, yeah, I think it's the same as it was before. Always strikes first in stupidity. Counts his armor save as being higher because he's it's a helm. And it's 25 points. Yeah. Well, once it gives you stupidity, I just don't like that. Well, you figure, so a lot of people are talking about doing the bus. So so you do the Skull Crusher bus with a BSB and your general uh-huh. uh, juggers in that unit. So you give you give the unit the standard discipline and then your lord's in there. So it's a re-rollable 10 for stupidity. And it's, okay. you know, you're, you're not guaranteed. You're never guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed in life, but you're probably not going to roll it. Yeah, that's the exact same thing. 25 points, same thing. The Skull of Katam. What the hell is this? 15 points. 
Uh, oh, you haven't seen this one yet? This one's phenomenal. You roll six dice instead of one to channel. Okay. So, <laughs> if you consulted the skull, you take minus one leadership for the rest of the game for every one you roll while channeling. Yep. If it's ever gone to zero, you're removed as a casualty. Wizard with a mark of Zinch may not re-roll the ones when using the skull of Catan. So, now here's my question. If you have the mark... Oh, you can only... Okay. So, you could use it every turn. You could just choose to channel six times. <laughs> so, I could just get... And just I'll put a couple two tree extra and power pray, dice. And pray you don't roll ones, because yep, yep. then you're going to die. Uh, for 15 points, maybe not bad, especially if you're playing some magic heavy and you want to f- force it through. Well, I mean, you, you figure you get, you know, getting extra, no. getting extra power dice is pretty powerful. And this ain't bad if you can get a couple extra when you're trying to use all them innate bound spells. You get a, a couple of low rolls. Uh, here goes Grant. He's rolling six dice now. Six dice to channel. Lost the leadership, no no extra channels. Got it, one channel. It's one channel, huh? Big deal. One channel, one leadership gone. So, so far you've got it even. You had two channels and two leadership gone. I got three power dice. Oh, that turn you got three power dice. That's where you start throwing all those innate bound spells and start messing people up. Yeah, that's true. All right, the Chalice of Chaos. This is so gimmicky. It's just another chart, and it's ten points. So it's... One use only. You may drink at the start of any phase. So what can you get? On one, you take a wound with no saves. On two, ASF till the start of the next turn. On three, regen till the end of the turn. On four, you get a five-up ward till the end of the turn. On five, you get killing blow till the end of the turn. On six, he turns into a demon prince for no. ten points. See, you know, that's and pretty that's, cool. That's that's why you're taking. Everything's this. just turning into a demon prince in my list. If passed, he's given. Oh, you still do the leadership test. If passed, you get demonhood. If failed, oh, but if you failed, you become a spawn. So you got a leadership oh. test. <laughs> a leadership test, and it's this is two or twelve. It's both. It just depends on whether you pass that test. You know, with the, with the vampire list, people take the the scream list. Could yeah. you take the 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 change list? Yeah. So so, so oh, yeah. Take take a list with, with three war shrines. <laughs> three war shrines. Uh, you know this potion. Every you know some chosen some whatever everything that can just turn into the uh, turn into a demon prince. Right. And that's your your point of the game. How many demon princes can I make? <laughs> there you go. Well, you got to buy like six of them, though. So you're, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you could you could just make them. You, you could you could. I mean, they're demon princes. You can craft a bunch true, together. True. All right. Uh, enchanted item for Slaneshi marked people only fifty points. Bend in a Slanesh. can only join units that have the mark of Slanesh. No other character may join the same unit as the bearer, and he cannot join units that already have a character. Okay. So, whenever the bearer or his unit take a break test, it's taken on one less dice than usual. But you can't pass an insane courage test with those single D6. In addition, for each unsaved wound the bear suffers, he gains plus one attack for the rest of the game. So Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. If, for 50 points? Now, granted, as long as you don't need a negative number, I mean, a one is pretty much always going to pass... You know, a break test. Um, But, okay, so I took an unsaved wound, so now I get an extra attack. How many of those can I get in a game before I'm dead? 
you know, two One. or three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless I've got something that's giving me back wounds, that's 50 points that I am not spending. That's worse than if you roll a one, you got to take a hit or something like that. All right, the blasted standard. Is this the same? So Okay, so in addition, for each unsaved wound, the bear suffers he gains plus one attack for this battle. So what if you take that in Soul Feeder? So you just keep pumping up attacks, and then you gain wound back, gain wounds back, and then you okay, take yeah, more wounds. That'll work. Every time you take a wound, you get plus one attack. So there's your filthy combo. Yeah, <laughs> but you better not take more than one, or because you're slanesh. So a, you know, you're not you're 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 not known for your toughness, and b, you better not take more than one or two wounds in a in a in a in a turn. Um. Okay, no, so sli- I, I think I'm going to try it sometime. Demon okay, it's a slanesh with the pendant and uh, and soul feeder, and soul feeder, and some armor, and a little ward save, and a little. Uh, so let's look at Hamahama. Uh, so let's look at the uh, blasted standard. Now there was one in the old book for 40 points. You got a five up ward save against shooting. Now for 25 points. Each time the bearer or the unit gets suffers a hit from a shooting attack, roll a d6 immediately before rolling to wound. On a 2-up, the strength of the hit is halved. Oh, However, if you roll a 1, the strength is doubled. <laughs> Attacks that did not roll to wound or that wound automatically are not affected. The strength is doubled? If you roll a 1. So... That's uh, I, I wouldn't. Why did they do that? They just ruined it. They ruined it. Well, it's on a two plus. So uh, it's, I know, but, but and you, it's only twenty five points. You whereas, roll that one, so you have to. So every time, so so somebody's shooting some some dark elf shades at you at your knights, you know, and and then you know. Well, they, if it's half, from it's strength, strength three. three. Do they go to strength one? Is it half? No, not half. Do you roll that one, and then they become strength six, and it kills your unit. Well, yes, but if they go, but if they roll the two plus, which is more likely, does that become a one or a two? When it's halved, it becomes one point five. Uh, Usually, it's, it's rounded it's down, isn't rounded it? Up, rounded is, down. I don't. That's I don't know. I but don't either remember. a two or th- yeah. So it, it's like still, one o'clock in the morning. I don't remember. Okay. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's good or not. But uh, let's look at the banner. It's of only twenty five points, not that bad. But I, that that one, just just the one, because the one time that I really needed to work, I'm going to roll the one, and then you know those those, um, you know M- Empire handguns are going to be strength eight. <laughs> <laughs> so the banner of rage was thirty five points, and said that you have frenzy and can never lose it. This says, uh, okay, the bearer of the banner. Can, you can only have it if you're Mark corn and you already have Frenzy, and you can never lose it. Yeah, they have to have Mark of corn. You have to have the Mark of corn, And then, okay, here, only characters that have the Mark of corn may join the same unit as the bearer. So this one can have multiple characters in it, unlike the Pendant of Slanesh. Right. While he's alive, neither he nor his unit can ever lose Frenzy. If you join to use it, the lost frenzy, they get it back. Yeah, that's eh, cool. Not bad. It's, yeah, it's not as good as it used to be, definitely. Yep. Okay, so let's take one last break and come back, and then we'll, we'll do the magic, the, and then talk we are about done. magic. We got a couple of questions, but I think we answered most of them. But I would like to run them and not okay. ignore them. Yeah, so. sounds good. Okay.
Hey guys, if you're the type of person who would rather have oral surgery than put a brush to a model, then let me suggest Guild Painting Services. They're a professional painting service that pride themselves on having customer interaction like going to a local commission painter, but having the quality and speed of a large studio. They build, paint, and convert miniatures for all game systems. They're competitively priced, and if you want to talk quality, go to guildpainting.com and check out the quality of the miniatures that they've got on display. If you're a person who likes to have a beautifully painted army on the table, but doesn't have either the time, desire, or ability to bring it to that standard, you can trust your models to the guys at Guild Painting Services at guildpainting.com. You'll be glad you checked them out. We are back. Hold on. Wake up, Grant. Back, 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 back. Okay. Uh, let's start with singing this episode. I, I've been singing a lot during the intermission. I don't know how much of that you're going to cut out or not. But <laughs> there's been a lot of singing. There's been a lot of singing. Uh, We're singing, silly. a lot of hoo-ha. <laughs> what did I say earlier? <laughs> I came, yo. <laughs> no, that, not that. I came, yo. Criminy. What's up? My name's Greg Person. I came, yo. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, so let's look here. We go. Um okay, so Zinch. The boon of magic is its lore attribute. When you cast a spell from Laura Zinch, successfully make a note of how many dice were a six. After finishing the spell effects, add a single power dice to your pool for each result of six that was rolled to cast the spell. Only the wizard that added these dice can use them. Okay, so this is this is the the main reason I wanted to try playing a game tonight before I came over, just because I haven't tried this yet. I haven't tried Zinch. I, I think it's. I mean, I know that that it's not quite as good a lore as it used to be. It, it had some 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 killers in it before. Pandemonium. I mean, couldn't be beat. But. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I, I don't know how good this this lore attribute's going to be. I like it. For at first, I thought, well, what if you're irresistible forcing? Because you, if you roll more than that, so I did that. But I'm, in, you know, it's that's going to cause trouble for my character because I got to roll the miscast table. Here's what I like about it. The other day when I played against you, my first thing I rolled three dice, rolled three sixes. You know, oh crap! So I had the little blow up. I killed a couple models, but then I had to lose d6 power dice. Well, since this model is the only one that can use them. These are and they're yeah, power dice. Lose these. Right. Lose these. So, it's one of those things where if you only roll a single six, if you're throwing just a, like two dice at stuff and you get a single six, and there's how many spells you can roll three dice and just one six pops up or whatever. I mean, and you and just that's get beautiful. extra power and dice. I mean, dice. that's huge. And, but if you're Zinch, the thing I like is if you do have that miscast and if something bad happens. You can use those dice to get rid of, which means, whereas other people, it ends the phase. No, I'm Zinch. I got a little bit. But there's always, I got a little bit in my back pocket yep, yep, all the that, time. That's pretty good. And it's not like you have to, a lot of the other things in this book are, you know, roll afterwards. And if you get a six, then it happens. No, this is every time you roll a six, you get this. Now, it got this warp flame rule, which is most of these attacks have warp flame. Yep. Now, a lot of people are complaining because warp flame isn't listed as a flaming attack. 
But warp flame is not necessarily fire. It's something from the warp that looks kind of like flame. So I'm not going to argue that yes or no. They're either going to fact that it's, yes, it's flaming or no, it's not. Either way, what's the what's the difference? Yeah, I, I think right now, I, I think that they're smart enough that, that if, if they wanted to be flaming, they would have put flaming rules. Yeah, I'm hoping so, yeah. So at the end of each phase, any unit that suffered a wound, one or more unsaved wounds from an attack with warp flame takes a toughness test. If the test has failed, that takes D3 wounds with no armor saves. If it's passed, they get regen 6 for the rest of the game. If they already have regen, they gain a plus 1 to their regen for the rest of the game. So it's kind of, you know, if it's a, if it's a high toughness army, this is going to screw you. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Well, see, and here's why I don't think they meant it to be flaming, because it gives the uh, opponent regen. But then your magic, if it was flaming, then it's really no, no, yep. There's no deficit well, to you. It is, I mean, if you're in close combat, having a five up regen uh-huh. would be good. If you right. got hit twice with it, I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's you know, and if you already have regen, I mean, a lot of my stuff's got five up regen. Suddenly it's four. Suddenly it's this. Suddenly it's that. Um, maybe it was supposed to be flaming, so that way, yes, they get regen, but your magic will still affect them. I don't know. But either way, this is that typical it's it's typical zinch. The two heads, the yin, the yang. It could burn you or it could turn you into something wonderful. So it's an interesting special rule. So let's look at these. I'll read them off, you tell me what you think. Signature spell, five plus, magic missile, two D six, strength oh no, D six strength D six hits with the warp flame. Twenty four inches on a five plus, forty eight inches on an eight plus. I like it. Um, not quite as much as the original. Uh, what what was the original one called? Something something fire. I, I don't Flickering remember. Fire Flickering fire. Yeah, um, it's only five plus to cast. I like that you can increase it if you want to to forty eight inches. Before it was at least d six plus one, d six plus one, and just that plus one brings your average from you know three right. three to four. You know, pretty much a guaranteed four. Yep. Um, I mean, it's, minimum two. Now it's, it's not bad. Minimum. I mean, if you get that one strength one hit, then you're pissed. But whatever. Yep. yep. Um, and then the warp plane might do another d three wounds with no armor That's save. True. That's true. You know, it depends on how tough the army is. I mean, high toughness, then you know that then you're not shooting your zinch at people. You know, or your <laughs> That's zinch. What she bench- said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, game, yo. So let's see the regular spell first one. <laughs> <laughs> Treason of Zinch. Uh, cast I'm on a seven. dollars every time I take a yeah. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> no, I didn't remember that. I actually had written that down. That's okay. one of my favorite quotes from the day. <laughs> Treason of Zinch. Hex spell, 24 inches. Until the start of the caster's next phase, target unit must use the lowest leadership value in the unit instead of the highest and cannot use inspiring presence or hold your ground. Uh, and you can make it 48 inches for a 10. Well, I I think this is probably one of the most powerful in the deck. I think call it deck, whatever. Yeah, I, I feel like I mean that that's huge. You get into a key combat with your warriors, and you deny them the ability to use their general's leadership or their hold their ground. And hold, you're going to use the lowest the reroll, right? The, yeah. So they can't reroll. They can't. They, they're using the lowest in their unit. I mean, that is which means you crazy. can't even if you have a special character in the unit. You right, know, right? Or you know, I've got a hero in the unit. He's not my general, but he's a higher leadership than all these I jumps. Mean, I mean, you're playing against Skaven, and you you 
you know, you get that that stupid clan or the 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 oh uh, the strength the, in numbers, all that crap. Not, not the clan rats. What are the what are the slaves? I play the slaves. Them, yeah. Right? So you get the slaves that butt into you. Normally they're near the general. That's why they're and then they got strength in numbers, <laughs> strength so they're a numbers. ten. Yep. Except now they're back down to a four or five. Yeah. So now they're a five. They can't re-roll. And they're, they're probably going to blow up. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. beautiful. That's great. Okay, pink fire, direct damage. Put the teardrop shape template with the narrow end touching the wizard's base. Large end aimed at the target. Roll the artillery dice. Move it forward. All models under it take a D, strength D6 hit with warp flame. Roll once for the strength and use that value for all hits. If a misfire is uh, rolled, the template doesn't move. So basically... I mean, it's cool. That's cool, especially if you roll a five or a six. I mean, how powerful is that? A yeah. strength six template? Woo! Strength one template? Really sucks. Yeah. And, you know, depending on how close you are to the unit, the, the roll might not even matter all that much, you know? Yep. So for eight points, another. That's the pink fire. So that's good, too. Uh, Bolt of change goes on an eight, plunge, uh, eight plus. Magic missile, 24 inches. A single D6 plus strength D6 plus four hit, multiple wounds D3 and warp flames. And then penetrates through. Oh, so it's anywhere from strength five to strength ten bolt thrower. Armor saves or not? Oh, nice. No, because there's none with a bolt thrower. You don't get an armor save. So strength five to strength ten. It's basically a bolt thrower. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Dude, a strength ten, that's good against your. Uh, the. Um, Steam tank, yeah, that's good against, good against the, anything. the strength eight. Uh, no armor saves? Yeah, yeah. the strength eight. The, 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 the creatures, who What's cares? if you about roll them? a six? I mean, I mean, still, this is good against anything that a... a yeah. Because you don't have to roll a hit. Yeah, and you're <laughs> averaging a seven, you know? So it takes the strength. Uh, yeah, you got to roll the wound. That's it. All right, let's look at glean magic. This one... Okay. Cast on an eight. Direct damage. 18 inches. Caster and target both roll a d6 and add their wizard level. Because well, you got to target an enemy wizard, sorry. Yep. If, um, okay, so if if the cat if the target beats your roll or your total, then nothing happens. Otherwise, it takes a strength three hit with warp flame. It loses a wizard level and forgets a spell. If the caster doesn't already know the spell, he gets it. When casting, a stolen spell always substitutes its lore attribute with the Laura Zinch lore attribute. Which people have already oh, talked that's about cool. this. Yeah. People have already talked about this. If you do this against someone who is using uh, metal without the lore attribute, none of those spells work. Oh, yep. So people are like, well, does that does that include metal? And I remember Curry had d- talked about it on the Daily Show, and he goes, I think it's great. So if they've got metal magic, don't cast it against a metal mage because it's useless to you. Although, okay, I can't use the spell. But still, him losing a wizard level and losing a random spell is still, still good. good. Yeah, you know, I can't maybe can't use the spell, but who cares? So at that for an eight plus, oh, if I beat you in a contested roll, I'm going to take away one of your wizard levels and one of your spells. Get out of town! All right, here we go. Zinch's firestorm, thirteen plus direct damage, small round template, anywhere within thirty inches. And then it scatters D6. All models hit by the template take a D6 hit with warp flame. Models can choose. The wizard can make it a large firestorm using a large template for 16, and it scatters 2D6. It's 
it's another one of these things where it's it's a great thing unless you roll a one. Truly, I mean, it, it really is. And I'm, I, it's still I'm, cheap. I'm I mean, reading these spells, and I'm like, I want to try. Them. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. I'm just saying I, I want to try. I want to try and play it. I want to see how it plays because I think you could. You know, so so so. I mean, you you just are pelting something with all of these spells. I mean, you're only going to get. You're not going to have a lore master. There's no way to be a lore master here. So you're probably only going to have two or three of these dam- damage spells. But I mean, you are going to be pelting something with magic, and you're going to be getting a couple of. Power dice back. You're going to be nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing's too expensive to cast. I mean, I think it, I, I think you could do a lot of damage with this. And if you, you're throwing this on a on a on a on a bro on a disc, and he's flying up and down your flank and, and shooting bolt throwers down your flank, and you know, strategically whittling down absolutely. Units, uh, you know, I, I think it'll be pretty good. And what I what I like about it is even though it's this random with the D six, so you could get screwed when you're rolling the one, it's zinch. Yeah. And so it's at that randomness is always there. There's always some change. You never know what it's gonna be. Which I guess for a tournament, I can see a lot of people not wanting to take this lore. But I think if uh, dude, this this sounds like a fun lore. You know, this is going to make those games where you get that, oh, my God, he threw that giant template and he rolled a six and it was yeah. all string six hits and my unit just walked uh, you know, right out the door. So the Infernal Gateway is the last one, 16 plus, 24-inch direct damage, 2d6 strength, 2d6 hits with the Warp Flame, roll the strength first, and if it's an 11 or 12, they're still strength 10, but they get an extra d6 wounds. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously it's not as good as it used to be. It's one one more to cast, and it's not quite as good as it used to be. You do still get you get the warp flame rule, so they they could get regen from it. Uh, I mean, so your average, even if you roll the big spell, your average is going to be nine strength ten hits, which is, I mean, it's good. Right. But but if you're targeting a unit, which is kind of what it used to do, is targeting a unit. True. It's cha- it's changed its function. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what. I like to see that now they've, you know, now that we see a unit that already had a deck that already had unit deleting spells and they've gone in and tweaked it so it's no longer unit deleting. Yeah. They've removed you, uh, you know, full on unit deleters. Uh, I don't know what that bodes for the whole game, but that's another thing that when I saw that, it made me think of ninth edition with tweaks. Seeing that the unit deleters from the other magic decks, do they go and take them, pull them back a little bit? Uh, it does make these 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 level six spells a little less scary. Uh, does that open the door for more hordes? Dave, you know, my my question for you is: with the Laura Zinch, you have a level four Laura Zinch. What four spells do you want? Okay. Oh, um, I like the treason a lot. I I want the glean magic. I definitely want the Glean Magic. You want magic. the Glean Magic? Okay. I want a chance, if I've got a decent leadership, to take away one of your spells, drop your wizard level, and then I'm throwing your own magic back at you. It's not leadership either. It's the wizard level. You it's the wiz- oh, yeah, wizard, wizard level. Wizard. Oh, that's right. Wizard level plus a D6. Right. Okay. So I think I'm taking uh, Treason, Glean Magic, probably the Firestorm? In fact, for a 16 with the large template, D6... A strength D6 hit. It's anywhere within 30 inches, yeah. Yeah, I might even want that more than the gateway. I don't know if I necessarily want the magic missile, but uh, what, what's less? Magic missile, 
the magic bolt thrower or gateway. So maybe I go with the gateway then. Yeah, I don't know. I think I definitely want the trees in, and I guess it depends on the army that I'm playing against. Probably the Glean Magic. I think if you're playing against a Herald, too, that'd be pretty good, because they're going to only be level two. Right. So if you've got this on your general, and then, I don't know, I, you know, I think if I'm really trying to just go offensive, I just go Treason of Zinch, and then I take Gateway, Bolt of Change, and Blue Fire just to try and pelt people with, with magic missiles, because um, you're probably rolling some sixes, you're probably going to be able to cast Pretty much all four, every phase. Yeah, I like the pink fire a little better because the template, I think, is just going to hit a lot. The, yeah, The yeah. tear-shaped template. But again, it depends on who you're going for. So yeah. are you going for... Um, are, you, are you going for killing masses? Are you going for killing chaff? Or, or what are you What are you going for? All in so, all, it, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's a nice, themey deck. Yep. It's a nice themey deck. Um, a lot I don't know more, a lot more straight up offensive than it was before. I feel. oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six direct damage and one hex. All right, <laughs> now let's take Slanesh. Oh, you want to leave Nurgle for last? I want to leave Nurgle. Okay, all right. Well, everybody's been praising the Nurgle deck, so let's kind of look at Slanesh. Uh huh. Um, the lore attribute here: when a spell is successfully cast, roll a d6 for each unsaved wound caused by the spell. For every six, the wizard's weapon skill, initiative, and attacks are increased by one until the start of the next magic phase. It sounds really good, but you got to be in combat for any of that to matter. Yep. And if you're in combat, you're not casting, well, they're all Damage direct. Damage spells. Oh, you're not casting the magic missile. The hex and the direct damage you can still cast, can't you? And there's only one magic missile yeah, in this deck. Yeah, so. but is the hex doing damage? Oh, it's a hex, and it takes 2d6 hits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So with the direct damage, if they work, you're rolling it, and you get an attack the next turn. So maybe, you know, it's it's a, it's it's really it's a situational lore attribute, and it's a lore attribute that, that affects my stats yep. and not permanently. It just affects my stats during that round. I, I have to be in combat for it to matter. So... I don't know. I suppose you can be risky and run up forward, and if they charge you, you get a, a bunch of bonuses. Yep. So let's see. Um, signature spell. Oh, and is there? There's no. Uh... Oh, there's no other specials. Okay, okay. All right. On a six plus direct damage, range of twenty four inches. Draw a straight line in the forward arc directly from the base, twenty four inches long. Any model whose base falls under the line, determined as for a bouncing cannonball, takes a straight three-hit armor piercing. Bah. Now, if you're determining it now... Mean, whoosh, that's a long lash. Whoosh. Yeah, when you determine it for a cannonball, does, so that means it's only one model per rank. Oh, yes. So, so it's if, only one model so per if rank. So if I'm going across at one of those funny angles where I can hit two in the front rank because I'm just kind of clipping here and there, yeah. it's still only one because it's for so, a cannonball. So if it's a cannonball, then if you're hitting a building, then you're hitting D6 people in the building. If you're hitting right. a monster, you're hitting the monster and the rider. So, yeah. So, okay. That's kind of meh. Uh, acquiescence cast on a six. A hex, 24-inch range. Always strikes last and random movement D6 until the start of the caster's next magic phase. You can extend this to 48 inches for a 9+. This is the spell. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to give you always strikes last, which is whatever. Random movement D6. 
Yeah, you are so, messing up somebody's game when you do that to them. Yeah, because they can only move six. So they could choose the direction they go, but then they only so so up to six up inches. Up to six inches. That's it. In, and is do they get to pick their movement? Yeah, with with random movement, you still get to pick the movement you go, but you can't you okay. can't charge. You can't. Right. That's just where you go. So I pick your nice big unit that you're going to be coming at me. Nah, you're just going to move that. It's like. If there's stuff behind it, you screwed that up. If there's stuff, it's just so. So this is the thing. I mean, you're you're, you're casting this at somebody, and it's a hex, so it's going to last until your next magic phase. So it's always strikes last and random movement. Um, always strikes last isn't going to be too terribly bad, but that random movement. So during their phase, they have to, you know, pretty much either turn around. I mean, you you could really pressure somebody then. Um, yep. I mean that, that's great, and I can okay. So you, you keep all your units right just outside of six inches. You get that spell off on them, and then random movement d six. So they have to move. They can't just say oh, yep. I don't want to move. Yep. So now they're moving, and if they've got units on either side, they're moving forward or something stupid like that. Yep. Okay. So then they do their movement, and now on your turn, since they still have always strikes last until their magic's over, it doesn't really matter. But this is also a way that you can be like, no, I need to get the charge off on them. You yep. come up, you're kind of getting the, I got the magic off, now you can't charge, and I'm close enough where I'm charging you. This is this is beautiful, especially if you've got your ogres or your chariots with your impact hits, and you want to make sure you get the charge off. Oh, I'm just thinking. Okay, so you, so during your turn, you just plop your guys, um, you plop your guys just right in front of them, seven inches away. So, so, so you plop them? No, no, not even seven inches. I'm just thinking right in front of them, two inches, you know, one inch in front okay. of them. So one inch away, so that then on their turn they. They either have to stumble towards you. In which case it counts as declaring a charge. In though. which case it counts as declaring a charge. And then they've got always strikes last. Or turn. And they're, then they're always strikes last. Mm-hmm. Or turn around and run away from you. And then you can charge them in the back. Can they turn around if they choose a random movement away? Because then wouldn't. Because. If they're spinning oh, the on the spinning. center, yeah, wouldn't they, have to, they would bump into you. They yeah. couldn't do that. I don't think in random movement they could. No. So you'd have to stick a few inches away. Yeah. But still, you sticks, you know, wherever you want as long, you know, and if you don't give them, that's the thing. You just don't give them the opportunity to turn. So yeah. they have to come for you. Yeah. It, depending on the size of the unit, look, okay, if you pivot on the middle, you'll be this far. You do, you got to take a little math and a little figuring with your ruler. Yep. But you could still pull that off. That one I like. Um, the Pavane of Slanesh, cast on a seven, direct damage, 24-inch, single enemy model, even a character in a unit. If sorry, if successful, target pass a leadership test on D or three D six, or takes a one with no armor save. So for seven points, it's pretty cool. It's character snipe. He gets a ward save. Three D six leadership. It's not bad if you've already gotten that character down a wound, or you know, I mean, a maybe, hero. Maybe he's taken a, a. It's a hero level magic user that's already taken a wound from a miscast or something. Right. Yeah. So that this that could be. That's helpful. only seven to cast. Not that yeah, bad. It's not cheap. That uh, hysterical Frenzy on an 8. Remains in play. Cast on any unit, friend, or foe. I like these. This is the first This is the first book you're seeing this. Yeah, you got either or. So anyone in 24 inches. On a friendly unit, it's an augment. On an enemy unit, it's a hex. For the duration of the spell, the target gains Frenzy, which is not lost if they're defeated in close combat. If they already have Frenzy, they gain plus 2 attacks instead of plus 1. In addition, for the duration of the spell, 
target of Hysterical Frenzy suffers D6 string three hits at the end of the caster's magic phase. Now, this particular one is not all nearly as good as some of those Nurgle ones because you're taking hits. You know what this is? This is that thing from the Skaven like book. Like from the Skaven book. Yeah, it really is. Where you can give the... Death fr- Frenzy. Death Frenzy. Um, so they're getting Frenzy, or if they've got Frenzy, they get an extra attack, but then they're taking hits at the end. So yep. I don't know if I'm casting that unless it's on a big horde, which I don't have anymore because I can't afford them with the points. Yep. Well, so, it's D6 strength three hits. I'm using this as a so, hex. So, I mean, if I've a, got something beefy with toughness five or anything like that, then maybe... maybe I'm, I'm probably using too. this as a hex, though, more often. So they get frenzy. As long as I can keep out of combat or, or put something crappy in front of them, then they're still taking hits at the end, so... Well, yeah, frenzy, so you can lure them if you want to use right. it for a lure, yeah. Uh, let's see. Slicing shards, 10 plus. Magic missile, 24 inch. D6 strength four hits. Armor piercing. The target then must immediately pass a leadership test or take another. So you keep taking leadership tests, and every time you fail, it's another D6 strength four hits. So it's not bad. It's basically a fancier magic missile. It's a magic missile that may keep going. Yeah, I mean, this is good against things with low leadership. Yep. Oh, and then it just keeps going until a test is passed. So, I mean, cast this on a unit of zombies. What's their leader? Two? Two. Now it doesn't say you can't use your general's leadership. So right. on that, if I got you know, if it's near the general, that's better. But yeah, yeah. but if it's not, I mean, you're just never going to pass it. That whole unit's going to go <laughs> it's away. Going to go away. Slicing shark. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, another one. More. 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 Yeah, wow. that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> if you got a low crappy leadership, guys. Because, yeah, but and once again, then you've got all the factors then of the general and the banner and all that. But <laughs> that would I want to do that to a unit of 30 zombies right now. We're going to roll that off before <laughs> I go. All right, Phantasmagoria, cast on a 10. Hex spell, 24-inch range. Until the start of the cast of the next magic phase, target unit must roll an additional D6 whenever it takes a leadership test, discarding the lowest. You can have all enemy units within 24 inches for 20. That's always good. Must roll an additional D6 whenever it takes a leadership test. Yeah. You know what I like about this? This replaces some of those things. That the old Sinesh book, immediately take a panic test. Or you're immediately, you're, you cause fear. I mean, that just does, it. it the Slanesh deck in the last, uh, it might, I, don't, I don't know if it was the Demons or if it was the Warriors, but a lot of those little fear checks and stuff like that didn't matter for so many yep. armies or, you know. So, you know, you know what else? Random movement. I think if it's random movement, that's how many dice they roll to run, as well. I think it says in the rule book that if you have the random move, so like like a a bomb when they run from combat, I think they roll three d six, and that's how far they run two d six. So if you're casting this as a hex on somebody that you're in combat with, okay, so not only do they have always strikes last, but if you break them in combat, then they're only they're only running one d six. Okay, uh, models with random movement do not have a movement characteristics, but a dice roll. This is the distance they move, charge, pursue, overrun, and flee. They cannot march. So D6. So now you're only fleeing D6 and not 2D6. Yep. Whoo, that's better. That's better than I thought. <laughs> that's better, yep. Models with random Sorry, movement cannot declare charges, are always here, moved yeah. in compulsory moves. Pivot about the center to face the direction you wish it to travel, then roll the dice. Yeah, pivot around the center. So if you get up close, 
they have to travel forward. They can't just back up yeah, like a normal yeah, unit. So, they do so then they have to come at you. Yeah. They have to charge you. Or they have to roll and come at you. And as long as you stop an inch away, if they roll a one, they'll come in contact. You have to be at least an inch away. So basically on a two plus, they're going to charge you. Yep. Uh, yeah, if the move takes into contact, counts as charging. Resolved units, the normal rules. Charge reactions cannot be declared. The enemy finds it impossible to recognize danger until it's too late. So, um, yeah, there you go. That's that's fantastic. cool. And then that is cool. Yeah. So, so the 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 cacophonic choir, whatever that is, cacophonic choir. Yes, that does the same thing. It's kind of it's a hex. It's like a boosted version of that acquiescence because it's. You take 2d6 hits that wound out of 4 plus with no armor saves allowed. So now you're boosting your uh, weapon skill initiative and attacks possibly. And because you're doing wounds there. So this is a great one. So if you're in combat with a unit, this is a great one to cast on a unit that you're in combat against. D6 hits that wound on a 4 up with no armor save. If you cause at least one wound, they get always strikes last in random movement. So they get that acquiescence thing, yeah, if you cause at least one wound. The wizard can choose to have the spell target all enemy units in 12 inches with 24 points. It's a 24, (laughs) but damn. That's kind of... This could be a really cool deck if you if you get it played right especially if they're getting always strikes last on top of you know what you guys have oh uh, now i use this lore when i played and i i i had a level two with that extra spell right um the chaos familiar and i didn't get either of those i didn't get the choir or acquiescence i only had the lash the pavan of slanesh and I think the Hysterical Frenzy. Those were the three that I had. So probably the, my least favorite out of here, the ones I had. Yep. So, um, yeah, I could have tried. Oh, no, I did have Phantasmagoria, so the leadership one. Um, but I was playing against demons, so that didn't do as much. I mean, it caused well, a few more to die, but. Yeah, let's see, it caused a few more to die. I, it's, it seems like a pretty cool deck. Like it, you could, you, you, it's another thing that would be themey. It's a very much it, it, it makes sense though. With Slanesh, you're striking last. They're striking first. They're fast. They're not hitting hard. A lot of the damage. But they're hitting fast and hitting yep. a lot. A, a lot of the damage is is low strength though too. So I mean, but if you're so playing against Slanesh. elves, you're playing against yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if, if you're playing against elves, strength four is good as gold, man. All right, let's take a look at Papa Nurgle. Papa Nurgle. This is my favorite. This is what I used against you. Oh, this is a good deck. Uh, lore attribute is bloated with disease. When a spell from a Nur- of Nurgle is successfully cast, roll a d6 after resolving the effects. On a 6, you get one plus one toughness for the rest of the game. No, plus one wounds and toughness for the rest of the game. Oh, that's so cool. Now, it never You never rolled a 6, though. I didn't roll a 6 that whole game, but I should have. <laughs> yeah, but that's... This is... That's just kind of awesome. Once again, themey fits that theme, fits that idea. I mean, of even, even if you just roll one, you're moving. You know, if, if he's your general, he's going up to four wounds and toughness five. Yep. So can't complain. And if you get lucky and roll a couple of them, a couple of them <laughs> suddenly yeah. he's like, "What five, the hell?" Five wounds, toughness six. Suddenly he's a beast. Yep. All right. Uh, signature spell: Stream of Corruption. Cast on a seven. Uh, let's see. Direct damage, T2 
teardrop-shaped template, narrow end touching the front of the wizard's base, large end over the target. All models pass a toughness test or take a wound with no armor saves. Makes sense? Sounds yeah. nurgly? Yeah, it's nurgly. Scream, scream of corruption. Big template, toughness test, works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for seven points, not bad. Now, a miasma of pestilence. Oh, I love this spell. This is, this a good is, spell. This is for, for, for a five up to cast and then the ability to do it on a 10 plus as well. Go ahead, Dave, read it. Read okay, it. Ooh, uh, read it. augment spell, range of 18 inches. Until the start of the caster's next magic phase, all enemy units in base contact with the target unit reduce their weapon skill and initiative by one to a minimum of one. You can choose to cast the more powerful version. And reduce the weapon skill initiative of all enemy units in base contact with the target unit by D3. Roll once and apply the results to all affected enemies. If he does so, it's 10 plus. Ugh. So unlike the mystifying miasma, which targets your enemy unit, this is an augment, which means that anybody touching this unit. So you could technically affect more than one enemy unit with this yep. because anything touching. Yeah, it's you're not attacking the unit. You're boosting yourself and any unit in contact. So if you got double charge or a multi-combat... Yeah, anybody touching them goes down by and and with your so this is what I'm talking about. This is one of those stacks that uh, so this is the Lord Nurgle. So you've probably got a, a, a unit of Nurgle warriors that you've got your 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 Nurgle sorcerer bunkered in. So you, so you know you've got your minus one to hit them, and then you're reducing their weapon skill by one. Which on a, on if, a five on a on a warriors weapon skill five, your average guys have a weapon skill three. three. Suddenly they're hitting on fives, and you got to mark a Nurgle. They're hitting on there's six. A, there's a lot of ogres out there, you know. I mean, those yeah. ogres are all pretty much all weapon skill three, and their initiative is two. Yeah. So yeah. suddenly they're initiative one, which means just they got, they got nothing. Yep. I mean, I, th- this is great. I mean, and if, especially if even for higher strength things. So, so what what I like is is you take a Lord Nurgle, and then you also take a level one or two Shadow, uh, because you can now take a low level Shadow. So now now you've got a double Miasma. Yep, oh, it's it's beautiful. So so you're reducing some weapon skill no matter what. Yep. All right, Blades of Putrefaction casts on an eight. Augment twelve inch range. Target unit. Close combat attacks gain poison until the start of the next magic, the caster's next magic phase. If they already have poison, it's on a five up. This is another Skaven spell. There's Skaven. Had uh, this Nurgle spell had as well. this. Nurgle had this before too. It's, it's, okay, this is a, this is on a Nurgle deck. I don't know if it was in this book or the Demon book, but okay. yeah, you get the poison if you already had it. It's on a five. But yeah, I think it, it might be in the Skaven book too. It's not uncommon. You know, it's a good spell. Yep. Poison on a 5+, plus. I'll take that all day and half the night. This Curse of the Leper is phenomenal as well. <laughs> I mean, it's just su- such another good spell. I mean, every everything in here is useful. All right, so this one goes off on a 10. Cast on a unit, friend or foe, within 18 inches. 18 inches, it's an so augment. it's a little shorter. If it's on a friendly unit, it's an augment. Increases the unit's toughness by D3 up to 10 until the start of the caster's <laughs> next magic phase. If even if you roll the one on a unit of warriors, you're toughness five. I mean, that's yep. great. If it's it's a hex spell, if you cast on an enemy unit, and that reduces the toughness by D3 to a minimum one until the start of the caster's next magic phase. You can choose to make it 36 inches for a 13-point casting cost. 36 this inches, is that's great. D3 toughness change. That's just... Brutal. That is that is combat changing. I mean, it really is. Yeah. 
I mean, you're taking your toughness four enemy down to toughness one. Well, now I'm just wounding everything. I'm wounding you on two. When I was playing you, you know, I, I put some dogs in a position where they were, uh, you know, pretty much ready to get chomped up. But then I cast this spell on them, got a, got a three, so now they're toughness six dogs. And you're like, mm, no, I'm not even going to charge them. Because I can't, yeah, gonna it's going to be so hard to hurt them. Exactly. Yep. Uh, let's see. Rancid Visitations. This one also cast on a 10. Magic Missile, 18-inch, D6 strength, 5 hits. Target unit must immediately pass a toughness test or do another one. So this is the same as the, uh, what is it? This is like the slicing shards. Oh, so you could stack that one too. So if you, with with the slicing shards, you could cast... Phantasmagoria they have first. to pass a leadership test. So, so you know, you do that a combo, Phantasmagoria, and that allows you to roll an additional dice whenever taking a leadership test, and then you roll slicing shards. So now every time they're rolling for that, they're yep, they're uh, rolling an extra dice for that leadership test. So now, same thing with this: Curse of the Leper reduce their toughness, reduce their toughness, and, and then, then you do this D six strength five hits, and they pass the toughness test. Or and it's the unit, so oh man! So you got a you got a toughness five, or you got a toughness four unit. You cast curse of the leper on them. Let's say you reduce, reduce them to them two. two. Yeah, yeah, you reduce them down to a two. D six strength and five hits, strength and now five they've got to roll on anything but one or a two. Yeah, because you got to roll your toughness if, or lower. If they don't, then they take another. So you'll you probably take maybe two more of these. So suddenly it's three D six strength five hits. That's. That's nice. Nice combo. Nice nice mix. All right. Fleshy Abundance casts on an 11. Augment, 18-inch, until the start of the next magic, caster's next magic phase. Target has regen 5. If they already had it, they gain plus 1 to a maximum of 2 plus until the start of the caster's next magic phase. It can affect all friendly units within 18 inches for 22 points. So regen five, possibly yeah, more. Yeah, within eighteen inches, that's that's a huge bubble. Yeah, within eighteen inches, all of your dudes have five up regen. I mean, that's like your uh, troll guts. Yeah, it's a little more expensive, not quite as much five plus, but you're, you're, yeah. you're buffing. My pulse on the mortis engine gives a six plus regen, or a plus one up to four up, but but it's got a plus five one up, up to a sweet. maximum of four, whereas this thing can go up to two. That's cool. That's a good one. All right, and finally, the Plague Wind. 15-plus Magical Vortex, small round template. Nominate the direction. Uh, three times the artillery dice. No, 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 not three times the artillery dice. Roll the artillery dice and multiply it by the wizard level. Okay. So this could actually go up to 40 inches if you're playing this with a level four. Yeah. If it's a misfire centered on the caster and then roll the scatter dice, template moves the number of inches equals to the wizard level in the direction shown by the scatter dice. Any model touched by the template must pass a toughness test or take a single automatic wound with no armor saves allowed. In subsequent turns, the plague wind travels in a random direction and moves a number of inches equal to the roll of the artillery dice. Okay, so so basically the same as other stuff. Uh, wizard can make it a large round template for 25 points. Ugh. All these toughness tests. So I say, you know, another viable, um, another viable tactic is take your, take your level four of Nurgle and then maybe take a level two of shadow. So like I was saying, uh, you've got, uh, well, take your level two of shadow, but then also take the, 
the item that gives you the extra spell plus the extra channel. Mm-hmm. So then you've got maybe three spells from Shadow, so you get the opportunity to maybe get um, uh, the, the Withering, so you can reduce toughness again. So then you've got you know, a, a good potential to get two reduced toughness spells, plus the synergy with the miasma, plus everything that's requiring toughness tests. Yep. Plus, you take your Mutalix Vortex Beast, then, which is requiring you to take toughness tests. I think you could have some combos there. Yeah. Just, just there's a lot, a lot of, of there's that's, there's that's there's cool. a whole bunch of stuff here that we haven't quite figured out yet because yeah. we've only had it a couple of weeks. I but we're seeing it. Games. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and once again, how many? Option. I mean, how many different builds can you have? You could center it around certain unit types. You can center it around the different magic decks. I mean, that toughness test. I mean, that Nurgle deck is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Especially because unlike doing leadership tests, which can be pretty high and can be re-rolled, toughness test is not a leadership test. You're not using your BSB. You're not using any of that. And even the high toughness guys, you can reduce that down easily down to ones and twos. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. All right, um, what, what do you think? So, 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 just a quick wrap up. What do you think of the the release? What do you think of the? I mean, not not the release, but just just the wrap up of the book. I mean, it's I'm late. excited about this your, book. Your, your your two minute elevator speech. We're we're riding up to the thirtieth floor. I'm excited about this book. I was excited when it came out, and every time I pick it up and read through and look at the options and all the things I can do and build and try, I'm excited. You know what the best part about this book is? I am no longer going to see two blocks of warriors, a block of guys, two hell cannons, and that's it for every army. Next next game we play, that's what I'm taking right now. Just to, <laughs> just to piss me off. God damn it, Grant. <laughs> those There's two so many things. Two. It's like you don't know what you're going to face. It's exciting. And if you want to play it, it's like, I, wow. I don't know. That, that Nurgle shadow build with two units of warriors and two hell cannons would work pretty well. I hate you. I'm reducing your toughness and then blasting you with hell cannons. Oh, it's coming, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All just, right. I got so much else to play with. What do you What do you think? I, I think it's great. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the downside is that you you have no shooting phase other than hell cannons. You, you really don't. And, and you... Without taking, so if you're not taking either a lore of fire or lore of zinch, you you really don't have a great way to deal with maneuverable chaff. So you're coming up against an opponent who has a good mastery and understanding of the the shades, gutter runners, things popping up behind you. Uh, unless you've really taken those hell striders, you just you don't have any BS shooting that can take take those things out um you know and and they can move out of your charge arc you know if he's got the initiative he'll move out of your charge arc before you can charge it and pretty much never get into combat with you uh i mean that that's the biggest downfall to this army other than that i love you got hell striders and vanguarding dogs i mean if you need to get up there fast because you don't have the shooting their one of their weaknesses was they were plotting up the field and i'm shooting at them doing everything i can until they get there you got some fast stuff in this army you can yeah. take now. You yeah. can really move. You can motor. Yeah. And then you can stop all that crap they're doing if you start getting off that random movement D6 stuff that you can pull. I mean, there's there's every little combo for every 
style of deck you want to, or list you want to play. I think you're going to see a lot of different power builds, a lot of different. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a net list for the for this Warriors. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything yet. I know I've heard, you know, the Skull Crushers are pretty tough and everything, but I, I don't think you're going to see one specific list because that monster that list actually, is cool. What's that? I, that might actually irritate people almost more because at least with ogres. When everyone was still pulling that same list, after playing it a couple times, you knew how to deal with it. Right. Here, I could face five different warrior armies in a tournament and face five completely different, like nothing the same. You never know what's coming at you. Yeah. You never know what to be prepared for. You got to be prepared for everything. So I think it's cool. Let's take a quick break. I did want to um, talk a little bit just have a couple of questions and we'll take a few questions then we'll wrap up the show sounds good hey folks it's Dave Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mears Miniatures at MearsMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing game's line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com. Dot com and seriously guys you'll be glad you did okay so now we did rush some of the stuff at the end a little bit but we've been recording for like six hours now and quite frankly, I still think we've given everything its fair shake. Um, There's so much in this book. There is it, so it's, much. It's a really honestly, if it wasn't this late, if we like started say at four in the afternoon, I think we could still be talking about some of that stuff because yep, yep. there's still so much to discuss. Now we got, did get some questions. Uh, uh, they asked if you could cover what a good solo corn army would look like and what's the best setup for your core. That's kind of a tough question right off the bat. I think uh, as I mean. It, no, a solo corn army. Yeah, I mean, just going I mean, straight this corn. Is, this is how I would do it based off the games I've played. So, so, so basing it around corn. I mean, you're asking for the whole army, so I can tell you right now. Okay. I mean, I, I think the best build would be a, um, like I was saying, do do your big, your big block of skull crushers. So, so with this one, you're going to do your big block of skull crushers. It's going to be uh, your, your general and your BSB, you're, you're, you're kind of putting in all, all eggs in one basket type okay. uh, mentality, but that unit is going to just just beat the world. Uh, it's probably six, depending upon how many points you're playing, it's probably six to eight of those skull crushers and then two characters. The um, Your core is just going to be two units of warriors. Um, I mean, really, you could take one big unit of warriors, and then what I'm taking is I'm taking 
two units of dogs and two units of Forsaken, only five, uh, you know, only five models, five with to the corn ten, mark. five to ten Forsaken with with the corn mark, um, running them around, kind of as as blockers. You know, let's let's call them the 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 fullback. Uh, you know, letting your tail back, which is your 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 giant. You right know, of, of warrior, sorry for the football analogies, but but you know, clearing the path in order for your your, your big boys to get in there. I mean that that's really your army. I mean you're going to have the chaff. You're going to have. I mean you could take three to five units of dogs if you wanted to. Uh, a couple of chariots, mark of corn. Uh, I mean I mean I think it comes out pretty simple. You could take slaughter brute. It's not marked, but you could take a slaughter brute if you want. I mean you've got so many options with corn. It's all going to be beat your face. It's all going to be run in. Um, yeah, if you're yeah. doing pure corn, then you're not running any magic anyway. Yeah. So that's where you might want to even consider taking, especially since you got all your characters, Grab yourself that Hell Shrine. Oh, yeah. Or the Mutilith Beast. Yeah, really. Maybe yeah, not the go, Mutilith Beast. I would say go for the War Shrine. Go for the War Shrine because, you know. Or even two. Yeah, yeah take, take, take maybe another Lord on foot. And then another, because you could probably afford the points for for a not too kitted out Lord on foot, and then you know another exalted hero or two. Put a couple really of try yeah. and buff those guys put up to a couple to of heroes in that unit and put the war shrine behind it. Get oh. the other, yeah. Because if yeah, you're not taking any magic, those are innate bounce spells. Use your use your dice, six dice it, and say, look, I'm gonna just throw everything at this, yeah, so that you can't even with your plus four, the odds of you stopping it are thin because you're just not gonna have as many dice as I am, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So that's actually, yeah, that works too. Cool. All right, let's see. What do we got next? Oh, Kellis says, hey, the return of the handsome man. Stunty Mike. The how return te- of the handsome man. David, how tempted are you to pick up dwarves again to shoot off Warriors of Chaos new big toys? I said that. I almost, I, I was certain you were going to bring big toys, and I was going to pull that, that can, you know, because it's a nice, it's a comfort. It's like comfort food for me. It's yeah. like I have a cannon. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, come on, bring it. Arc. All right, let's see. Uh, Lots of armor. It's going to be time to bring him back out. Wolfshade GM says, yay, Slanesh, random D6-inch spells to deal with war machines for monster heavy builds. Viable? What are the problems for the new Warriors oh, of Chaos? random move D6 on war machines. That's cool. To deal with war machines for monster heavy builds. Oh, because it's got to move, and it's got a. What's the range on that? What's the range on that? Those spells. I don't remember. Yeah, twenty four inches. So yeah, I mean, you can get within two feet you can with get that. Two feet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Wait, wait a way to call that out. You move the war machine. That. It can't fire this turn. Yeah, and then your beasts come running up. I mean, that, that's pretty cool. I I, I see a lot of be- other better uses for that. I mean, if you're in combat, I mean, you you want to be in combat. So if you're in combat, that's the use for it. But if you're not in combat yet, yeah, throw it against the war machine. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great use. And uh, what are problems for new warriors? I, I think it's just that you're going to wind up with a lot. You're not going to wind up with a ton of models on the table. Yeah, I, well, I think I think you have to. You know, if you're playing the warriors, the best builds are going to be uh, very well-rounded builds. You have to take some balance because yeah, because you, you have to take balance. You have to take chaff because other because otherwise that will be your downfall. Is that you cannot. Three characters, Deal with anything, any army that has chaff. Three characters, five chariots, and three big monsters. Yeah, it's going to be a really hard thing. It's going to smash face. You're going to lose blood and glory every tournament. Well, I mean, yeah, and that's that comes in every tournament. But even blood and glory aside, I, it, there's so few things in that army. 
if I've got enough and it's shaft. It's so matchup dependent. Anything that's uh, anything that's steadfast, I mean, you're going to slam into it and then yeah, you know, bring die. their chariots into this game and slaves. They're gun. There's 50 of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got 60 zombies in this unit. Hit it. Hit it all you want. And if you if you start to kill it, I'll grow it back. I mean, so that's. I, so I need to be sold on these chimeras too. So with that build, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I put meh, but you talk about it a little bit more. I mean, the regen's cool. I mean, there's ways to deal with them, but if you don't have a way to deal with them, they're gonna they're gonna stomp all over you. Yeah. Uh, Brent Buckland asks, how many different builds do you think there are in this book? <laughs> I can't count them all. That's a, one hundred twenty-five thousand and six. Well, so really, you take how many? It depends on how many different. Okay, here's my answer: How many different playstyles do people have for this game? Yeah, because there's a build to fit your playstyle in this book, right? So as many as many different playstyles as you can think of for different players, I think that's how many builds. Let, are let's in this put book. it this way: If you've been a listener since the beginning, it is no longer just. Push it forward, charge. What, wait, what was the gateway? The, the gateway for the, do the happy, do victory, the happy dance. victory dance. Like that was that was Warriors. You know, in it's the last edition, that was the uh, not anymore. The, the handsome man Grant Fetter T-shirt. Uh, are my Marauders going to sit on my shelf? That's Mark. Uh, Mark Zelinsky wants to know. <laughs> that was my question into the Black Sun was, what am I going to do with these 60 Marauders that I have? Am I so going you're not to... going to take 60, but I still think, especially if you want some banners, you can take 10 of them for pretty cheap and keep them off in the corners. If you just want to have banners for Blood and Glory, uh, you can still use them as a bunker. They're a hell of a lot cheaper bunker than the uh, than the, uh, the Warriors. The anything, warriors. Yeah. And you can, I mean, that's for the guy you want to, that you don't want to necessarily run him up for. You want to keep him in the back buffing or throwing right. spells. You don't want him. And There's if you, a if you use for Marauders. Put the Marcus Lanesh on him, and then they're not running anywhere. They're not, exactly. You know, so. uh, our MSU forsaken the new filth? That's another Mark uh, Zelinsky question. I don't know if they're Did he filth. hear me talking about that? Is I, that how? No idea. We weren't talking about it on the show before or anything. MSU forsaken the new filth. I, I don't know. I mean, MSU like saying multiple, you know, it's, 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 it's corn, so let's take, uh, let's take 10 units of, well, that, I would say like 10 units of 10. <laughs> oh, they're 20 points a piece, aren't they? Yeah. So unit 10 is 200. Wow, that's, that's about 2,000 points right yeah, there. Yeah, that's too much. I don't know. That's pretty cool. I still think that couple, two, three of them are viable, are a really good option yeah. for just wiping out what you want out of the way or slowing it down. Um, it's a nice little add-on to it. Um, and maybe I was just really lucky and got some good charges, and maybe it really, really stinks. But I'm going to start using them in just about every game because you can only take them as units of five, so it's another drop. And if you see that it's that it that it totally doesn't work anymore, then then you got lucky. Then at least we'll know, and you can always let us know. Yep. Yep. All right. Mark Zelinsky has another question: Which Chaos God came out top in the new power rankings? Nurgle, by far. Nurgle's got the biggest boost. Yeah. Yeah, because he's that 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 minus one to hit is brilliant. Yeah, I I, I think his he, magic I think, deck I think is he's great. got a one up on corn. Uh, definitely. I, th- I think Zinch probably dropped down to about the bottom. You think so? 
Yeah, maybe maybe Slanesh. I mean, power rankings. We're talking. I, I don't know. I mean, it's again, it matches playstyle. What what playstyle do you like? Do you prefer being achy jakey? And I mean, then Slanesh is is your new filth. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if you like really controlling the movement phase, controlling your opponent, I mean, Slanesh can be pretty powerful, especially with some of those, uh, you know, it sneaky tactics. Depends on how you like to play. Random movement D six. That's just that's that, great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, what is the fewest number of models I can use to build a 2,400-point army? Will it be fun for me and my opponent or overpowered? Uh, it depends on where you're playing. We've already said you can what take was the, a, What was the question? It's, it's Domus. What's the fewest number of models I can use to build a 2,400-point army? Will it be fun for me and my opponent or overpowered? So let's see. You could take, what, three characters would wind up costing you about, if you take a tricked-out demon prince, about 800 points. You got to take 600 points of core. You could do that with five marked chariots. So that's an eight models. Well, so you could mount. Whoa. Hey. Okay, folks. Learned a lesson. Zoom R16 recorders will only record for six hours before they stop. We just learned that yeah, the hard we, way. Yeah, we lost it. Uh, so my recorder records onto a memory card, um, which I keep checking because we filled the card one time. And we had a four-gig card, and it actually stopped, and the display said card full. So I just kept watching and looking to see that the timer was still running, and then it was just before six hours. And then about a half hour later, we finished the show, and I hit stop and looked, and it was still at six hours. And then we realized that this recorder doesn't care if the card's full. It will only record. So um, we're just – it's no longer <laughs> – it's no longer the 15th of February. It's, it's the 20th of February. Yeah. So we're going to come back. We're going to try to recap the end of the show. Um, a little comedy gold was Those lost, lost, sadly. We'll try and recreate some of the magic. We can try, but we were not up for six hours now, <laughs> and it's not two in the morning. Eat the cookies. <laughs> it's just not going to work. But <laughs> uh, you, you can't say private jokes on the, uh, <laughs> on the podcast a private when people joke. don't know it. Get. Oh, geez. Okay, so let's see. Well, that'll come up anyway. Okay, this one's from Ginger Buddha. Back to the questions, folks. What's the fewest number of models I can use to build a 2,400-point army? Will it be fun for me and my opponent or overpowered? Okay, 2,400 points. So, um, well, we did look at this before, although we didn't go back and write up a list or anything. But I think we said about 12. You get a Yeah, you get 12 models. I think you can do it as low as 11. I think I heard Ben Curry talking 11. You could do it could by do, taking one really beefed-out level 4 Demon Prince. Uh, yeah, you could do a maxed-out Demon Prince. You could put in a nice BSB in there. Uh, that can be kind of pricey. Yep. Uh, five Chariots with Marks is your 600 points. So you're already at like fourteen, fifteen hundred. Um, then a couple of the of the bigger, yeah, the chimeras. Yeah, you throw some chimeras. You throw, um, you know, a slaughter brute or any of the any of the really big beefy monsters in there would would fill in nicely. Yeah, uh, the the vortex beast is two forty. Yeah, so you can you can, you'll hit six, you can hit six easily with about three. You'll, in fact, you'll be hard pressed. Yeah, yeah, you would have to do uh, 
But even with that type of an army, I mean, people keep talking about, oh, I'm going to do this big monster mash army. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be 12 models. I mean, you're going to lose the blood and glory. We, we, we play yeah, we, yeah, and we, I know so we've often. mentioned this a couple of times. There's a lot of variety and choices here, but although I was listening to Point Hammered and I didn't realize South Coast GT is six battle lines. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're playing in that type of a comp, I mean, we're yeah, playing Midwest totally U.S. Yeah. meta. And, yeah. and in the Midwest, it's I think every tournament I've been to has something at least based on fortitude. If it's not an auto break when you uh, or an auto win when you break the other opponent's uh, fortitude, you at, at least it's like suffer some sort of victory points or something or like points. that for right, you right. if you break them. Um, so, but you can get about, yeah. A, Ten or eleven, I mean, about about a dozen models. I guess my question would be, why do why do you want to do that? Is it is it just to say I could do as few models as possible, or is it because well, I mean, is it for painting? Because painting three ogres, uh, you know, if you want to do some some multiple small units of ogres, three ogres is probably just as much, if not less, painting than uh, a chimera. You know, I, I I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and that, and honestly, I mean. I could see with an elite army, if you're using less models, you're buying less models, so it's going to be cheaper. But considering that the brute and the and the vortex beast are eighty five bucks a pop, yeah, I don't know if that's cheaper. I don't know if that always equates. And out. it's what is it forty bucks a chariot? So it's two hundred dollars yeah. in chariots, two hundred dollars for two of those beasts. You're so I mean you're not saving anything by going so. with a small. So and I don't necessarily think it. I don't know if it'd be overpowered. Although in the in the week or so we've had, or almost week we've had in the break, I was back editing the show and listening to it, and I keep sitting there going, you know, I just don't think that Demon Prince is all that bad. You know, he's a lot cheaper, he's a lot more powerful, and yeah, you keep hearing about this, the Super Ward save that he's almost we unkillable. Don't, we don't. We said that we don't think that he's that bad. Is that? Well, I mean, I, everyone was saying he was broken, and this is—he's—he's he's filth, and he's unkillable. And we were just like, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I—I I don't know. Again, to to cap that, I, I don't know if I think it's not that bad. I think it's—I think it's good. I think it's very good. Oh yeah, and we're yeah, and we're. I, and you said you should be scared of it, and we are kind of scared, scared of it. That's the thing. I, but I think is you put he, it on the table? Is he over the top? Is he unkillable? Practically, no, I, I think the 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 Lord flying around on the disc is a little bit worse when you can give him a three up ward save with a. Um, re-rollable, with that re-rollable one, one. Yeah. so it's practically a two-up ward save. Yeah, yeah, pretty killer. Yeah, it's <laughs> brutal. Oh, okay, so let's move to the next question, though, so we can get through this. Uh, blah blah blah. Oh, here's this, here, yeah, here's Domus's other question. Which chaos god do you think the Girl Scouts of America worship, and why? Clearly, the cookies are the ruinous powers. And this is where we had our discussion. <laughs> At first, I thought. You know, Girl Scouts, you know, they show up at your door, and they're all cute and innocent and look pretty, and, oh, buy a cookie. And that could be Slanesh. It could be. But Girl that, Scouts and that Slanesh, gets, that's that a little gets a little twisted. bit weird. Yeah, it's weird. And then I thought, you know, it's not uh, maybe Nurgle. Corn? But, uh, no. Yeah, not, no. Definitely not No cookies not corn. for the blood gun. No cookies. No. But then we figured probably Zinch, because you eat a lot of cookies and you get fat, and there's your change. Yeah, it's, so. yeah yep, you definitely change. Or it's Nurgle, because you get bloated. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're just like the greedy from the uh, Raggedy Ann and Andy cartoon movie from like 1974. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so it's his each eat the cookies, <laughs> whispering in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> eat the cookies, Lord of Change. Yes. 
Oh, okay. Oh, then Rafaza, do you think you do a Warriors of Chaos army with 12 models? Yes, we just did that one. Oh, by the way, yeah, since we recorded the first half, they've announced <laughs> demons. demons. Are coming out. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. So let's see. Uh, Konzi says, I have 60 more. Oh, no, no more zombies. Okay. Um, blah, blah, blah. I think, are we... Are Forsaken models really that bad, or is it just hate of the models? Fast plus mutations could be nice in a flank. That's from Luke Davis. Yeah, we've been saying that the whole time. I think it's... Well, I agree with the models. I think I think it's all model based is where the hate's coming from. The, the models are, in in my opinion, they they didn't really change much or bring anything new to the table. They just kind of they almost took steps back and made them look like the old uh, what were they fifth or sixth ed war fifth ed warriors I think they were that had the the chaos mutations coming out of them. I mean that's what my whole army looks like right now because those are I, I just have older warriors models. Right, and I think I think when you it was hard for me. To see in some of the pictures because I was looking on my phone, and okay. so. Um, but from what I've heard described is that they have like multiple mutation bits on them, not just like one. And I'm, I'm thinking that you can really. I think I said it before when we recorded last week. A box or two of Marauders mixed in with all the extra mutation bits in a box of Marauders. Oh yeah, that's that'll be one box will be all you need, even if you're running three or four. Of the uh, units of five. Okay. I think that's all you'd possibly right, need. Of course. So one box of Marauders mixed with those other sprues uh, will give you It'll all you good. need. So you don't cool. have to buy more than one box. Because 50 bucks for 10 is kind of pricey. Pretty considerable, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. The whole, the whole hobby is kind of pricey. But that, especially since people don't really like it, they look at them and say, I don't, why would I take them? So, yep, yep. All right. That's it for the questions. So once again... Um, we've wrapped it up. Grant, any final thoughts? Anything that you're, you know, especially with a couple extra days? Of, yeah, of I, guess, I guess just to to wrap it up, some thoughts on uh, some thoughts on the Warriors. I, I think they're strong. I think their uh, power rankings, they're, they're probably right in line with the Ogres. I, I may have even said earlier that I thought that they were just on the, under the Ogres, but with, with a little bit of time looking at them and, and playing with them, I think that they're about in line with the Ogres as far as power level, except that they do have one major drawback, and that's that they don't have a shooting phase. The Ogres can still play in the shooting phase, and the, the Warriors do have that distinct disadvantage of not being able to deal with skirmishing chaff that gets behind them. And, and by that, I mean that they, they don't have, uh, other than spawn, they really don't have much with random movement that can charge in any direction or they can't turn and shoot at all. So uh, you really have to make sure that when you're playing a warrior's army that, that you keep your battle line, don't let those guys get behind you because if they do, you, you really don't have enough maneuverability to uh, you know, be able to attack that quickly enough. Does that make sense? I think so. I, 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 and I would say I agree with that. Um, I would say the benefit that they have, though, is the massive amount of, of more options and more variety in any given list than you're going to see with ogres. Oh, ogres, yeah, definitely, definitely. Ogres have a couple of things that are just plus one, and so you're going to see that and not else. And you could take a couple other things, but that's when people are like, well, then you're going suboptimal, you're doing this, you're doing that. I think the, the whole idea that uh, you have a much 
bigger amount of variety means you never know what you're going to face with Warriors. And 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 all of it's pretty hard. All of it seems pretty hard. You you just know you really want to take Laura Medal against Warriors is is what you want to do. And and I think it's going to, that's that's my other final thought is that I I think that this army again changes the meta um, by giving them Medal, by by the Skull Crushers and, and, and how they've changed the, you're going to see a lot more armor with this army and now you've got empire you've got this army um that that are going to be out there and you're going to face against a tournament and you're going to want to take anything that really says doesn't allow armor saves it's going to be a lot uh, a lot more helpful you may be taking some things like that when you're planning for a tournament now absolutely all right um quick break we'll come wrap up the show and uh Wow. <laughs> Sounds good. Wrap up part two. Woo. <laughs> All right. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut, designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. The Wisdom of Warhammer. Bold Brandon met with a lady fair, as graceful as light and as free as the dawn. He strayed with her into the wilding wood, and nobody saw him no more. Yes, nobody saw him no more. Excerpt from Four Foolish Nights, a popular Bretonian drinking song. The Wisdom of Warhammer. And we are back, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the second of what became a two-parter here. So we're on episode 68. Yo, 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 and I came, yo! <laughs> right before episode 69. Right before episode 69. Great. Um, Whoa. Grant, <laughs> Grant, thanks for thanks for coming and, and, uh, and being a part of, of two episodes here, uh, or what, what turned into two episodes. And thanks for coming back. And helping me finish hey, no, the end of the show. No here. problem, um, folks. We hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, we sort of rambled on about every single unit and every possibility we saw with it, but it's a first impression. And to sit there and just dismiss any one thing, you know, you could sound really stupid. I'd rather sound dumb saying, "Hey, I think this is going to be really great," and it turns into crap, than being like, "Oh, I don't even want to talk about this," and then having it turn out to be like the best thing in the list. Well, no, I, and and here's the thing too. I think you've got you've got such a huge range of players uh, that listen to Garage Hammer. I hope so. I, I have you know I have twenty two years now experience of playing Warhammer, and it's just that experience that carries over that 
really the stat lines don't change. There may be new units and new things that the armies can do, but it's that experience that I bring with me. When you have a beginning player that doesn't know these these armies, now when they go to a tournament or play against their friends, they're going to have an idea of, oh yeah, I think I heard about that on that show. I think I kind of know what that does. You may not know the exact rules, so that that's why I think going over all of the units is is necessary. Well, we did, and we it really did. <laughs> Six hours worth. You're welcome. All solid gold. There you go. So, uh, folks, um, we will be back at the end of March. I, we will not yet be ready for a Demons review, although by the time you're listening to this, it's out. Um, we'll probably just chat a little bit about... Um, I have no idea. Dude, I don't know what the next episode is going to be. I have no clue. We'll be prepping for Adepticon. Hells yes, we'll be prepping for Adepticon. Um, and probably, I don't know, maybe talking about the uh, the primer that we had over, at, we'll be doing at the beginning of March over at the Battle Bunker. So lots of stuff going on. Grant, I'm certain you'll come on after Adepticon and we'll hey, talk that. And of course. Hell, we'll probably wind up coming on and talking some demons because that's going to be the next box of new filth that we got to talk about. So, folks. <laughs> demons thanks. won't be filthy. Come no, on. no. I think they'll be. Uh, hey, look, dude, if, they're, if, if the demons book is balanced, I have new faith. <laughs> I tell you right now. So, um, folks, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love it. Uh, feel free to send us any you know emails, anything like that. Please visit our sponsors. Um, I don't know. What else? Buy a hoodie. Uh, thanks again. Hoodie's going to Germany. Must be cold in there. You could use it. <laughs> Even more people in Germany need hoodies. So, buy them now. And that was, wasn't that fantastic? <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it's wonderfully racist. <laughs> okay. So uh, see you guys with the... Uh, I couldn't tell if that was German or Asian. I don't, <laughs> you buy now! No, I didn't say you buy. I said buy that now! <laughs> I know nothing! Clink! You buy that! My, the extent of my, my knowledge of German is Hogan's Great. Heroes, pretty More much. More hate so. mail for you from Germany. That's croquet. Why not? All right. Um, yeah, so guys, we'll see you with episode 69 uh, in a few weeks. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, I have to be on that episode. <laughs> It's 69 is going to be. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, I came, yo! You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.